Marching that we doing don't seem to be working, so we gon' have to come and see you. I can't promise you that it'll be peaceful when you treat me like my race is illegal. I've been at a disadvantage since I was a feeder, so pardon me if I don't believe you. Looking at the Constitution, ain't no retribution. I'm starting to feel like it ain't no resolution. They want to take me out the game, but I ain't playing, so it won't be no substitution. Blood on my hands, blood in my eyes, I ain't really getting no sleep. How I feel to be alive and make it out the streets and die at the hands of the police. They might kill you on TV and tell your family it was justified, but that's just a lie. The video wasn't enough for conviction and ain't nobody left to testify. Damn. Trying to keep my head when all about me losing There's a scene to think that I am to blame Damn, I am what I am, I guess Know I am only what they made me Somebody tell me why 2017 still feeling like slavery Your excuses are invalid I've been trying to find a balance I've been trying to put the emphasis on the supremacy So I wrote this in the tallies They told me go vote and I canceled the ballot What happened to the love, I only see malice Till I want it all so badly I can see the mountaintop while I'm standing in the valley Yeah, I got a habit Success is a habit I know I got that from my daddy My head is bloody but unbowed Cause I don't let that little shit distract me Nah I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying for a change, but my dreams are not my master, and my thoughts are not my aim. Fellas. What up? What it do? We here, bro. Episode 24. We back. Humping on hump day. Let's get it. Yes, sir. <clears throat> man, I like that gear you got on, man. You know, man, I had to pull it. They say aunt was coming on here, man. I had to make sure I pulled something out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, Jig, what we got first night, man? Look, man, uh, first of all, uh, thank everybody for getting on tonight, tuning in, everybody that's sharing, liking, subscribing, and uh, just rocking with us uh, up to this point. Uh, but obviously, you know, tonight's episode 24, uh, Demazio Martin, Hold Your Horses. Uh, but first, uh, we wanted to get into an event uh, that's happening this weekend. And for that, we're going to bring uh, Mrs. 
Karen Eccles Green on to tell us more about it. Okay. Well, good evening, everyone. First of all, I'd like to thank Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes. How you doing tonight? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yes. Uh, I would like to first uh, thank you all for uh, allowing me to come on uh, this evening. It's about the Juneteenth uh, celebration that takes place in Coldwater, Mississippi. First annual, first annual Juneteenth celebration. And we are looking for um, a crowd. We're looking for people to just come out and celebrate our cultural, celebrate our heritage, celebrate our blackness, just you know, have fun with family and friends. Um, you know that we're going to start off with a 2.5 uh, mile walk. Uh, I know you said you have my flyer, so hopefully you all have looked at the flyer and know that we are very excited about the 2.5 mile walk um, going through the historical town of Coldwater, Mississippi. Um, if you don't know the I guess you can say the background of Juneteenth and the meaning and the significance of it. Juneteenth um, is our freedom day. I know um, July 4th has been a day where we celebrate, you know, but in 1776, all of us, all of the blacks were not free. So Juneteenth gave us our freedom. And Juneteenth came about when Gaveston, Texas were notified that they were free. The Emancipation Proclamation had been signed two and a half years earlier. And that is why we are going to do the 2.5 walk. So it's very significant. I know I've had a lot of people to sign up for it, but they may not know the significance of that. And the 2.5 marks that number that our ancestors had to wait to know that they were free. <laughs> so uh, very, 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 very significant. And I'm just happy and thankful to have the privilege and opportunity to take it back to my hometown. Um, born and bred in Coldwater, Mississippi, love now. And after the walk, we are going to have a program. And our Juneteenth program insists of a lot of prominent ministers and pastors that's in our community in Coldwater, um, Pastor Givens uh, from Second Baptist, Pastor Guy from Edwards Chapel. Uh, Wayne King is going to talk about the Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, singers, local singers, um, you know, it's just going to be a lot. It's going to be food trucks and, you know, we're going to have our seniors on the move. That's going to be dancing, you know, bringing some of that um, heritage of dancing in our community. So we're just looking for a, a great time, you know, bringing the first annual uh, to uh, the town of Coldwater. Okay, so, so hey, quick question for you. I said you. a lot. Um, I said a lot. Yeah, yeah you, you, you did, but the good thing is, um, it, good thing is we're live and it's recorded. So if they miss anything, they can go back and hear the rest of it. Um, but awesome. the, the two and a half mile walk, uh, where does that walk start and where does it end? So for the people who's going to awesome. be coming out, great. Where does it yes. start? Great question. I'd like to give a shout out to Sharon Johnson. Uh, she is a Coldwater uh, track coach. 
Uh, she and I worked together to map out the 2.5 route. Um, you know, the festivities is going to start at 599 North Street. And that is where the cultural center and community center is located. Um, there used to be an old baseball field. Um, uh, uh, I can't, I'm trying to think, Mr. Silk. Okay, that's my G. He knows me. He knows me uh, from Coldwater. Um, baseball field is right there behind the community center and the cultural center. Ms. Green. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. We got some static in the mic there. Uh, can you repeat that last okay, part? About that. Okay, sure, sure, sure. I'm going to get on with the walk. Okay, so for those of you that's registered or thinking about registering to walk, we're going to start right. I think it got something to do with the connection because it's. Yeah. Yeah. Like stopping and then all coming at once. So I sound like that. Hold on a second, Ms. Green. We got we got a little connection issue here with the sound. Okay. Are you able to hear us on your end? Hey, let's see. Can we remove her and then add her back? Like okay. remove her completely yep, yep. from the background also. And then just Ms. Green, <laughs> click that link again and then come back on. Yeah. So Eric, uh, you can put the flyer back up there again for the people uh that's watching. Um yeah, but hey, but, but hold on though. We we um <laughs> We, yeah, we got the flight. There we go. All right. Do you want me to remove it or not? Well, I'm going to try to add it back first. Ms. Green, can you hear me? Thank you. You're on mute. No, nah, it's not muted. It's not? No. Nah. Yeah, I remove it completely then. Okay. Just add. Well, yeah. Um, so we'll try to get her come back on to us at the end of the show. Uh, but as you guys can see, we got the flyer up. The event is taking place Saturday. Obviously, Juneteenth uh, is celebrated Monday, uh, 599 North Street. Uh, and the area where she was talking about, we used to call it the school campus. But it's the culture building in uh, the community center now. And that 2.5-mile walk will be led by uh, Ms. Sharon Johnson, the OG Sharon Johnson. And uh, she's going to have a warm-up session uh, by Tam Ramsey. And uh, live music will be played by who, Eric? DJ Chad Davis, who Lil. you affectionately refer to as. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 that's the lead there, Charles yeah. himself. And so, and so, uh, uh, this guy that we're bringing on uh, is no stranger to DJ Chad. I think he's done uh, pretty much every horse show that uh, Damasio has had. So, uh, Eric, if you want to do the honors. So, um, look, man, we're going we're gonna, to um, we're gonna knock in our, our intro. We're going to leave it, leave it as if it's just going to kick it in. Man, let's kick it. And this guy here, he, 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 he mm -hmm. don't need no intro. Let's kick it in. So, yeah. look, look, let's get some music, man. We got to get some kind of music coming in this thing, though. What you got, man? Hey, man, go ahead. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if Miss Karen is going to come back on or not. All right. So All right. We, we, we do. We're just going to bring Uncle on in. All right. There he goes. Throw <laughs> <laughs> my music again. I thought y'all going to put some music on her, guys. Hey, man. Look, Take I think him I off and bring him back, man. Take him off and bring him back, man. Take my bring right, back. We're going to do it. Hey, 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 uh, we got our own rules. So hold on. Uh. All right. All right. Hold on. 
Hold on. Uh, boy, y'all crazy. Hold on. <laughs> Look, he's, he's so hype. <laughs> Come on, man. What do you know? What's going on, man? Man, what's happening? You got it, fella. Just a man trying to make a way. Man, you got it, man. You know, we um talked a couple months ago. We ran into each other and talked about you coming on to the show. And yeah, you said, man, reach out to me a couple weeks before, and we're going to get on. We're going to get it going. So now yeah, the time you like, Now you like how I tell folks to do it. You know, uh, when I seen you in there, you told me you was, uh like you had a little storm or something, blew a couple of pieces of fence down back there in your backyard. And, uh. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I was shocked to see you in the buying stuff like that. You know, I ain't never imagined you with a with a hammer with a hammer with a hammer and a ruler in your hand, but you know. Hey, you, hey, you had, you know. Hmm? Hey, hey, I ain't no strange to work now. I see, but you know, <laughs> hey, like I told you, you know, I said if you tell me, I'm gonna get on here. You know, because hey, <laughs> I want one of them men. You can't tell me nothing today and think I'm gonna do it tomorrow. I'm already two steps ahead, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna be two yeah. days, I'm gonna be two days ahead all the time. You know, I feel like any man wake up. He should already know what he's gonna do tomorrow. You know, whether you think you're gonna be here or not, you both already have a plan. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Look, man, I'm out here planning. Yeah, planning. yeah, I'm planning. Yeah, see, I had y'all on my planner to come on here today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, hey, we made it the unk planner. We doing something right. Yeah. I'm glad to be here, though. Y'all doing a good thing. You yeah. got a little water. Yeah, he, he, he was on his research but, last week. It's gonna be a long night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we got me a green back. Hey, hey, oh, just hold tight, oh. Let, let, let us come back. Jones up here. All right, okay. It's green. Can you hear us? You're on, you're on mute. Let's see here. Can you hear us? My mic muted, and I can't unmute it. I think it's the Wi Fi. I mean, we're just gonna have to uh, move forward and um uh, and, and, and get Unc situated since he uh took off the day and, and prioritized us today. Yeah, but, um, for, yeah. for everybody on here, we will show the um flyer again for the Juneteenth event. Um, if you're interested, please show up. If you know somebody interested, let them know to show up also. But Miss Karen Eccles Green is the uh the host. Along with Sharon Jones leading the walk, so it's, it's a good event. You know, I know we celebrate Fourth of July, we celebrate Cinco de Mayo, but Juneteenth is ours. So let's just educate ourselves. Yeah, you celebrate Fourth of July. I just take. I'm just off. I just barbecue. They ain't celebrate. It's just cooking. I do it every day. Just about. Oh God. <laughs> What's up, man? We we back home. What, what's going on, there, buddy? Man, we back. We're going to jump into it, man. Uh, man, tell us yeah, what, what you've been up to, man. Well, guys, I'm going to tell you straight up. I've been in a lot, you know, doing a lot of things. Uh, honestly, uh, every day I may do something different. I'm just going to be honest. 
you know, uh, I'm driving a truck at night, uh, being a father full time, you know, I'm, I'm a caregiver, you know, anytime man got, I, mean, I got animals, I got cat, dog, horses, a couple of rabbits, you know what I'm saying? Uh, honestly, you know, just, just a man to jack all trade, you know, I'm doing whatever I can to stay up top, you know, and, uh, I, uh, I can honestly say over the years, uh, I have, um, uh, found my way of what I want to do in life and what I can be great at. And honestly, um, years ago, nobody probably would ever expect me to be doing what I'm doing because then, you know, the environment that I come up in, you know, it wasn't too many people wanted to do what I'm doing, but you know, like now that's all I know, you know, I go to sleep thinking about animal, wake up thinking about it, working, you know, I always have been a hustler. So, you know, if I, if I can get, I ain't going to do nothing. I can't get nothing out of it. And I, and I finally found somebody to enjoy and I'm also getting something out of it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, just yeah. uh, just freestyle. I'm like Matt. I'm just, you know, going with the flow. Whatever way the wind blows. You know, it blow me left, I'm going to go left. It blow me right, I'm going right. Yeah. Hey, you know. Yo, yeah, it's the outcome is income, he said. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. So, so when the camera tell us, man, like, how it all started. Not not the horsing. And, okay. and not the, you know, working, but just, like, how was it growing up in Tate County? You know, what was it like for man. you? Man. Growing up in Tate County, when we start when I was young, yeah, cause I, man, I, 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 man, I, you, man, you good. All right. Well, you know, uh, growing up in Tate County, man, it was, hey, it, it, it was, it was, it was one of those things I never forget. I'm gonna be honest. Um, Tate County, you know, you got all different parts, but you know, even though it's one county, you know, you, uh, you know, well, again, Joy, we call you the cold water guy. You know, Joy, he, he was in the town, and then you had, you know, couldn't Matt. He kind of like in between, you know, he got a lot of family down with, and then, you know, he kind of be in the town too. So, and Fish, you know, of course, you were down on the bluff, you know, down there, and, you know, you were down with, which, of course, me and my, my guys, we, we you know, Aquabella too. So, you know, uh, I can speak on how it was growing up, you know, down in Aquabella in the country. Um, of course, my mom married a man uh, by the name of Bodie Silk, which I'm sure you all know. Uh, man, she married Bodie at like uh, when I was, man, I was probably like, 18 months, 20 months old, going to. Um, my step, my stepfather, Bodie Silk, was one. He, he potty trained me. You know, he got me. He actually was. He took me in as my own. You know, I, I still had my own dad. And you know, uh, but we moved to to cold water because of him. You know, so we that's when we we moved down with Arkabella. And uh, man, hey, he raised me and, and taught me how it was to be a man. You know, uh, if they tell you down in Tate County, I stayed on a road called Bell Road. Man, uh, I probably was the weirdest one on the road because, you know, of course, I had my brother Cord and my cousin down the road, Carlos and stuff. You know, they were kind of like the pretty boys. You know, they they shoot ball, uh, you know, they leave at home. You know, if you try to follow up behind them, they laugh, you know, joke at you. Um, I wanted to go outside and play in mud, you know, uh, take my pellet gun, go in the woods, hunt, you know, hunt a squirrel. Uh, I mean, at the time, back then when I was younger, I mean, uh, Man, uh, you just wanted to be outside. You know, a lot you don't see that no more now. A lot of days with the uh, technology, we didn't have technology back then. You know, I think now we on this podcast, and uh, everybody should be on Wi-Fi. Got some form of data. You know, back then we didn't have that. You know, you, if you had internet, you had to get on dial up or something like that. So, you know, I found ways back then to actually, uh, you know, have fun. And uh, you know, uh, I would uh, walk around the neighborhood. I could everybody grass in the neighborhood. I mean, you know. Back then, I think I get you a good love, good good cut in a weed. He going about twenty dollars. You know, I, I trim you up and give you a good fade on your lawn, twenty dollars. I wash the car fire all the inside out with ten. 
had a shoebox, had a shoebox under my bed. You know, man, uh, my favorite customer was Aunt Belle and, Bo- and uh, Uncle Bodie. They were Nick, though. She'll send a card over there. Hey, I'll wash them, wax, you know, wax them or whatever, clean the inside out. And, man, you know, back then, uh, her son, uh, Elmer, which, you know, called BJ, he was cutting hair then. So, you know, you can get an old good haircut for him in the living room back then for about $5. So, you know, I was able to you know, pay for my own haircut and everything, about $5. Uh, you know, I, I had dogs back then at the time, so I raised those. I had like probably like 10, 15 dogs. So I would use a lot of my money that I watched college cut grad would go buy my own dog food and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Just just hustle, you know. And then, you know, it, every summer, you know, you might go down the road work with Uncle Wally, you know, Wally, uh, Wally Sip. He would, uh, you know, he had his shop and everything. So we'd go down and sweep floors in his shop all week, make a little money. He ain't pay you much. You know, you might get about $50 for the whole week, you know, sweeping a little floor. But back then, that would be there, though, you know. So basically, what I'm telling you is, I, you know, I always have been a hustler, you know, just since I was young, you know, and, and yeah. uh, you know, growing up down there, it was it was different, you know. If you was in cold water, I mean, you probably was a hustler in the town, but I feel like you, if you were from the country, you know, you really did, you know, learn a lot of different jacks of trade and hustle. You know, no offense, no offense to my guys. Hey, I, I, hey, you know, we had a good time when we came to town. We had a good time, now, you know, but. Hey, I'm telling you when you talking about uh, you were shocked to see me in there getting that wood and nails. Yeah, so you, yeah, hey, you know, I ain't no work now. <laughs> yeah, I already knew so they, it. You know, I knew you. So, you knew what you were doing. So if Wayne, if I ain't grew up down west, I don't know what to do with no wood and no nails. That's what y'all saying. No, no, we, no, 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 we, saying we ain't saying that. We just hey, saying, yeah, hey, hey Wayne, he might know what to do huh? with. <laughs> what, 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 what we saying? If you didn't grow up down west, you know what me and Fish probably could do. You may have to pay somebody to do it. No, you, know, <laughs> you, you count in between, you know, uh, you know, yeah. but, uh, that old, that old Kamola, some stopper, that old, you know, that boy fall down. Me and Fitz try to, we try to go in. Yeah, we, we, we can do it all the way. He can do it halfway. Yeah. You know what you're saying? Yeah, you could, <laughs> hey, 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 Matt probably get on the phone. Hey, uh, yeah. Hey, I got the toilet in the second, second restroom. Yeah, it's stopping up. Yeah, you, you gonna pay somebody to come fix it. We, we gonna try to tackle it. Hey, I will pay somebody to come fix it. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean I don't know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Hey, we yeah, we, we, we were hustling in cold water too, now. Yeah, y'all, y'all, boy, y'all, why y'all prop? You know, but you know, yeah, still. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> now I, I know she knows. She know hands on. Hey, yeah, but, she, uh, hey, that cause she be having projects she want me to do. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't doing no project. <laughs> hey, uh, uh. You you mentioned hustling, uh, but we know you weren't no slaw on the basketball court either. No. And I no. and I say that to say, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were part of the only boys championship team to come out of well, cold water, correct? Well, I'm gonna tell you this: we wasn't the only; we were yeah, the first I, one. The first, yeah, and I, yeah, we were the first. Yeah. Uh, so it's, and, so it's been one after y'all. Yeah, uh, I think five went back again, and they won like in 2000, and it could have been like 11, 10, 11, 12, somewhere up in there. Okay. With Marcel, Marcel Newsom, Marcel Hunt, uh, Jakeven Farmer, you know, he won, he, he went back again. Yeah. Okay. But we, okay. we were the actual first one, you know, and uh, I can tell you all about that journey, you know. It, it, yeah. It was one. So, you know, uh, basically, man, I'm going to tell you all something about basketball when I was doing it. I was playing ball uh, starting like with, you know, sixth grade. Of course, with Mr. Tony Sanger back then, you know, we was kind of doing like, you know, uh, basically like elementary, uh, little league type stuff. Uh, Mr. Ricky Tyson and everything, we went back and forth, like, you know, um, with the cover church team and stuff like that. Uh, 
the team that I actually come up with that won that championship, the reason I'm going to go back so far because me and those guys, we actually come up together. You know, we was like a – you know, it was like seven, eight of us that probably stayed together, you know, through, through the whole year. And yeah. uh, honestly, man, with that squad there, uh, you know, all of us, uh, we knew each other. We knew it, what, what everybody's weakness was, strength. And I'm going to be honest with you, on, the, on that basketball team there that year, the reason I say it's one that I never forget because uh we got a, it's it's a story behind it. So you know uh we had these guys uh I never will forget man it was uh when we was in the tenth grade so we you know we 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 were good for our age group we'll get in maybe coach would put it in really to like you know the clock uh get a little lower you know how y'all know how it was you know if we was the, we were the underdog so they wouldn't really put us in with the action we only yeah. get in if somebody somebody blowed out or, or we getting blowed out you know that's how it was. So uh, we had this one clique they called it Chicken in the Sophomore. So what that was, that was a little, uh, you know, Jeremy Phillips, you know, they called him Chicken. And uh, he was in 11th grade at the time, so Coach would just, he will throw him in, in the mix with us, so they called it Chicken in the Sophomore. Like, we would, we would you know, a little back, background singer or something like that. <laughs> they so, you know, yeah, you know, one thing about Cold Wall, you know, they, they had ballers, so, you know, they you had to earn your strike there. Now. Uh, you know, so we went to state 11th grade, yeah. Uh, of course, Kenzaki. Kenzaki Jones, which was our coach at the time, he he coached us, man, all through, man, from seventh grade on up. And, uh, man, if anybody know Kenzaki, like, hey, he a dog. You know, he he wasn't up tight. He didn't – hey, coach didn't care. He didn't care, you know what I'm saying? He got in your face. He'll, he'll talk about you in your face. He'll talk about you behind your back. You know, he he keep it real. And, and your mama and your dad didn't care if he got on to you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, honestly, I think when Coach Jones came in the game – he was kind of little, he was young, you know what I'm saying? So with him being younger, a lot of guys didn't want to give him that respect, you know what I'm saying? So if you didn't give it to him, he, he made, you know, he, he made you give it to him. I'm just going to be honest. And, uh, yep. and I think, I see, I think I seen his name on here. He on his live. He'll tell you, I wasn't one of his best players, but I was one of those ones, you know, he'd be like, hey, let's hit the line, guy. Let's get in these bleachers. Like, I'm going to lead that line. Like, you know, I, I was a leader in, in, in strength and condition. You want to outrun me? You finna, you know what I mean? I'm gonna get back to that line before you do. I'm not gonna let you, you know what I'm saying, I do it. Reason being, you know, I knew a lot of those guys around me. They had more skills than me. But at the same time, you know, my mind was a lot stronger in so many ways. So, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna I'm get in what I fit in, you know, and I think everybody gotta know their role. You know, if everybody wanna get on the team be a joy, you ain't gonna win no championship like that. I'm just gonna be honest. So the actual championship team that we built, that was Kenzaki's team. Like, Coach Jones built that team from seventh grade and on up. Like, he taught us discipline. I knew if I got in that corner, if, if I missed too many threes, don't shoot no more. Get back, get on defense, you know what I'm saying? Like, coach, coach gonna keep it real. Like, you know, you ain't finna, you ain't finna do it too many times. You do it too many times, you finna get out of there. And uh, I gotta tell y'all this one funny joke. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, back then, you know, coach, he was young, whatever. We'll work, we'll do practice all night. So y'all know, like, I was his boy. Like, you know, I'll come it was time I go pick coach up some morning from his mama house, take him home after practice. So, you know, me, fish, I'm trying to butt him up. Like, hey, coach, go get me in tomorrow, ain't it? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I, you know what I'm saying? I got you, Wee. I got you, I got you. All right. So, you know, hey, I'll I, I take him by the store. Well, where he want to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back then, you know, I'm like, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead, see if coach want to stop by, you know, Exxon or something. I, maybe he'll give me about 10 minutes tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? He'll get me in a good 10 minutes. I already told minutes. my mama on the coach. Yeah, you don't get in about 10 minutes. You know, but you wouldn't have been saying long. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I knew my role. You know, they're going to only put me in. You know, I'm going to hit an open three in the corner. You know what I'm saying? I may uh get a couple of steals, you know, trap or something like that, a couple of rebounds. But, you know, I wasn't a star. 
I was just a role player, you know what I'm saying? And I accepted my role, and I'm okay with it, you know what I'm saying? Because I really only wanted to play basketball that back then because I looked up to my big brother, Cord, at the time, and Cord playing ball. So, you know, when I come over to high school, everybody hollering out, look Cord, look Cord, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, at the whole time, I'm like, Man, I ain't really like, I ain't that good like Cord, you know, but I, I get it, so, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey, when I develop a little three shot, you know, the little, little corner opening, whatever, I'm like, hey, if you get that crowd to say, oh, you know, they said that right now. Oh, they, hey, you already you already showed them what you do this. Like they they believe in you. So you know, uh, fast forward that you know, uh, Coach Jones, uh, we made the state our eleventh grade year, and man, uh, we, we made the state. We were put out by Durant. Uh, we made the second round, and man, uh, man, ultimately we were good, man. I mean, we really weren't supposed to lose that game. I mean, it was us. I think then we had the twelfth grade in front of us, like you know, like Terrence Milam, Courtney Adams, and all them guys. You know, they was a class up from us. You know, and uh. Man, I remember like yesterday, I cried on that bus, 11th grade, man, all the way back to the hotel, cried all the way back to the, I mean, to the to the school, you know, uh, because the boys had been in the state, I think, since back, like, I want to say, Mac, didn't y'all go to state that one year? If yeah, I am mistaken. Two, two, but who count? We ain't winning, okay, so yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, so, you know, we, we got down to 11th you know, grade, and I just knew, like, man, it's over with. Like, man, we, we ain't got the... Uh, we ain't got, I mean, we losing all these guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were just coming back probably like seven seniors. So, you know, uh, man, fast forward that, man, Coach Jones, uh, he, he, had a, he had a man-to-man talk with us. You know, he didn't, he didn't blindside us and then like that. Uh, I think he had a chance to go uh, and coach with his, uh, with his sister in Senatoga. So he kind of broke, broke the bad news. Though. He was like, guys, I got to leave y'all next year. So, you know, y'all got to think, a man that, that brought y'all up from seventh grade up until, you know, 11th grade, he was kind of like our daddy, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was like a, a big uncle or something. So when he told us that, we was like, man, like, I don't know what we're going to do now. So all along, you know, uh, at the time, we didn't know that uh, Coach Fiverr was going to be the one taking over uh senior year. So, uh, man, we had a childhood friend named Dominique Major. He uh he grew up with us. Uh, he left Coldwater probably back in, like, third or fourth grade. He was playing at Horn Lake at the time. I mean, an awesome player, man. I'm talking about that guy there, he – I mean, he well, you put he put the ball, he gonna get it in though. You know, he dunks, smooth. shoot, yeah, smooth. I mean, I mean, I give him a prop, man. I give, hey, hats off to him. Dominique made, I'm gonna shout him out. Hey, one of the bad players I ever seen come through Cold War. And uh, we had also uh, we had my guy Jeremy Scott on the team. We had uh, Big Nick, Zach Jennings, Sanchez. Like I can call all those guys out. All those guys were great, but they were great in their own way. You see what I'm saying? So when we got to that senior year, I mean, man, it wasn't no selfish stuff because all of us knew what we can do. I'm not finna bring the ball up the court because they know uh, that ain't me. That ain't been my role in seventh grade, eighth grade. I'm not finna wait 12th grade and bring it up the floor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I I I knew to get in that corner, you know what I'm saying, to wait till that ball get to me. And I knew the crash that boy, you know, get that rebound and steal. So, and, and I go back and say, I knew my role. So, man, uh, man, Nick came back and, uh, man, I never will forget. I know y'all know the great Charles Gillespie, Coach Gillespie, rest, you know, rest in peace. He was, uh, he was he was retired at the time, and man, he wanted to come to Coldwater. That uh, he actually came in our eleventh grade year. He was subbing a little bit in out of school, so he came twelfth grade year. Once they gave Spiver the job and decided to help Spiver, you know, with the boys. So man, y'all talking about we had two great coaches, like two of the, I mean, two goats. Like I'm gonna be real, we had two goats um, to put their hand on us that year. We had the same talent that we had all the other years. You know, we just had a different structure of coach. Uh man, Spiver came in. Of course, everybody knows the great Spiver. Uh, he was already a phenomenal coach, man. I mean, he he took uh he took dirt 
and made, you know, he could take dirt and, and make it out of some sweet. I'm just gonna be honest, you know. And dirt, I don't, I don't even think dirt got a sweet taste to it. I mean, it's bitter. I mean, you you, you can see five get a girl team together, and it'll, it'll literally look like, you know, you see that team practice, you be like, oh, they think they. I, I mean, can I can I cuss one second? I don't want to cuss, but I'm gonna see it. Like hey, they think the word, man. Okay, show, show. Man, they think they think they add two up next year. You know, you you look and be like, God. And I mean, you know. Man, that man, he would he would take it, and then next year, like they probably wouldn't lose no how no game. You'd be like, man, what the world? So when he got us, I'm like, man, let me see. If he coached five really that good. You know, it's different than seeing and actually, you know, living what a coach is doing for you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, man, he come in, and let me tell y'all guys straight up. Uh, when he come in, it was like he didn't try to figure out who could do what. He didn't try to, you know. Get nobody a certain assignment. He was just like, you know, I'm gonna let y'all do y'all, do y'all thing. Uh, man, when he come in, uh, guys, I think we didn't lose but like eight games that year. Maybe, maybe eight games. We won like twenty something. Uh, man, we made the state um, playoffs. North half. I mean, we ran through it. I mean, everybody we were playing. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was easy, too easy. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna say this for all my North and people here. I think we went to the Cougar Den and man, we bust the clock on them. We went down to beat them probably like by. <laughs> By 60 points. It was like a hundred and something to man, I think like 70. Uh we, actually we, we beat them like four times that year. Uh, I mean I'm gonna be honest. You know, when I look back now and see and what what the what the school was doing now, you know, I, I feel like everybody been waiting on cold water, you know, to get down and get their little punches and stuff. But Had man, man, back in the day, I'm gonna say this on live. They couldn't see a picture of you hear me. I mean, I mean running run a run a dog or run them over like a dog. Easy. So uh Man, we made down the man. Uh, like I said, we won uh, the first state state championship. Uh, coach between, with Coach Gillespie, Coach Five, and uh, of course Sharon Johnson was our assistant. Uh, man, it was a it was an unbelievable moment to know that you made history. Uh, I think the whole town was behind us that year. We had uh, Mayor Glenn back then. Hats off to him. I think he was a uh, man. He would go get us the charter bus from uh, what that church is out like there, New Independence. Oh uh, man, oh man, we we on the charter bus and everything. Followed up in Jackson. You talking about Continental? You know, you going from a little yellow school bus to a charter bus, and you and you come back to the town, and you got a town parade. Man, I'm talking about that's one thing that you'll never be able to take from it. I mean, you know, that's a – I remember like yesterday, uh, Dominique fired out at the end of the game. It was real close. We thought it was over. And, man, Jeremy Scott, I got to give him hats off to him. He was able to put that put us on his back and told us – I mean, told us through it. Like, he came – he one thing about that team – well, one didn't do one game, somebody else did the next. So a scout report, they really couldn't ever scout us, you know, because, you know, one mate shot three this game, other mate did this. It, we, we was like, we was like army, man. You know, y'all got all type of weapons in the army, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like <laughs> Scott, Scott was probably like that AR, you know. Then we had Mage over here, he was probably like that, uh, give me another AK 47. Then you had me, see, I was like a little, no, I was about like a little 22, a little nine, you know, every night I was like, pew, pew, you know. You know, I, I, I wasn't gonna give you too much, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like 10 points here, 16, you know, you might might get 12, five still, you know, six rebounds. But like I said, I enjoy my role. And uh one thing, you know, I I, I never forget that. Uh I ain't gonna hold y'all there too long. Take a drink of water, man. Oh, oh <laughs> I, I, I already I already had told you when I got over how I was gonna talk about it. Oh yeah, you told me. I need laughing free show, these folks get on that so, we, so that was the first, hey, that was the first question. We 40 minutes in. Hey, hey, but uh before before I pass to the Mac, man, I, I just want to kind of kind of mirror what you're saying about them guys. 
Coach Jones, Coach Spiral, Coach Glitch were all great. <clears throat> and Spiral would pick up anything and make sugar out of it because we lost yeah. our football coach and Spiral became the head coach my senior year. Coach Jones was our DB coach, and you did not play mm. with them yeah, two I on the same. Lost all thirteen, then. huh? I said, yeah, I still lost all thirteen. Yeah, 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 we 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 even won, I think. But uh, <laughs> but but that, that's the point. The football <laughs> wasn't it. Was. That that's the point. The point. The point is, if uh, if you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing, them three or four people that stand on the sideline, we'll get your time. Yeah. Coach Jones in mind. So if you ain't performing, you ain't playing. But hey, uh, Coach, Coach Jones, if you're still out there, we need you on the show. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's, a, that's a good one to come on the show. He he, he got yeah. something to tell you. Hey, y'all know Coach Jones used to be a rapper. <laughs> He's be a rapper? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, wait, wait, hey, wait and let him tell on his show. <laughs> okay, yeah. y'all. Well, well, I'm going to tell y'all this before, before we get on it. Hey, it was in one verse that if we hollered out in class, he heard a rapping in the back there. Oh, he'll put you out of the classroom. He'll get so mad. Hey, you know, so he had he had he had he had a little song, right? So they would hit they would hit verse right here. Fancy car, movie star. If you hit that right now, who said that? Uh, I'll juke that one. Yeah, yeah, hey. no air one. <laughs> hey, hey, look, 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 Let's have a good hey, time. What up, man? <laughs> Go ahead and ask my question. Like, he ain't asked you to jump already. I did, man. That's why I was looking the way I was looking because you I stole you my did. question. Talking about, nah, I'm going to go ahead and ask. You want me to ask? You want me to ask? You want me to ask? Nah, man. I'm just saying you stole you stole my question. You, we must then read through. Anyway. Nah, I live to water. Go ahead. Take yeah, the water. Y'all must have rehearsed. <laughs> hey, hey, he do this every week, man. So I had to, I had to stop and let him know I hey, know I'm what he's doing. I'm back hey, here, hey, so, so, hey, hey, so we one of y'all, uh, Dave Russ. We ain't, we ain't the temptation, man. It gotta be a leader, though. It ain't uh-huh. a pack without a leader. Oh, I'm being missing now. It, it depends on the week, man. Hey, 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 I got you, mate. Hey, we all got our role, dog. We all got okay, our role. Yeah, just, just like our basketball team did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play your role. Yeah. So stop. So, so one thing. So, so, so don't steal the ball from your teammate. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was go, go, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. <laughs> hey, man. Really? He already answered this. So we're gonna transition into Martin Stables, man. Yeah. They go. They go. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm, I'm gonna just come out. How, how did your love for horses come about? When did it start? Man, I'm gonna be honest. It's, it's really a generational thing on my Martin side of my family. Uh, it started back with my uh, great, great granddaddy, which was William Martin. Uh, William Martin, he was a, a sharecropper. Uh, I don't know the any of y'all on here know what a sharecropper is, but uh, you basically, you go rent the man, the, the man land and uh, you grow your crop on it. And you have to share your crop, you know, basically as a profit to, you know, pay your, pay your dues. So really, you know, you doing all the work, but somebody get percentage out whatever you're doing. And you know, uh, of course with William, he was my great granddaddy. Well, he was my great great. He had my um my grand my great grand my great granddaddy with uh Lawrence Martin. So what the way it worked back then, guys, was if uh you had a son or whatever on the farm, and let's say Matt, um, you turned 17, 18, 
and you decide that uh hey i want to go uh drive trucks or you know i want to be a doctor or something like that it didn't work like that if you didn't want to work on the farm uh you was put off the farm so uh you know my great granddad in law lawrence he uh man i mean he he got he had got got his own farm or whatever and went to gotten in uh horses uh cows mules he had four mules um yeah i mean they had uh donkeys you name it they had um uh, and actually my grandma she had my my uh my dad at like 12 or 13 years old 14. and so uh that's my dad which is his name is tommy mark so uh dad lived with my big dad which is my great granddad and Lawrence for like you know all his childhood life you know how somebody has somebody young and you know they wanted they grew up with their papa well uh my dad came in the game 10 11 years old breaking horses that was his first job he uh he would go get a get a wild horse train them break them that's what he did to make money back then. You know, he didn't have no car and then like that. You know, you just just a man easing around town. You catch somebody got a horse or someone broke. I mean, that's what he did. He he bought his first motorcycle like that, actually, his first car was just off money with breaking horses. You know, uh back then you could probably get like $150 for breaking a wild horse. And uh, you know, me growing up as a child, uh watching him young, uh, I would go over there on weekends and everything would pop and uh, you know, to watch your dad break a wild, a wild animal and tame it. You know, uh, anything that you catch out the wild, you if you keep it long enough and you know put your hands on it and you know do whatever to it, you can you can eventually tame it. You know, and uh, just watching him break horses gave me a passion for it. You know, I was a I was a young man myself. Uh, maybe what grade I was in, man. I'm talking about you know, cause the guys in Cold Wild were different. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, we originally was from Independence, like my mom and dad folk, but when mom married a man from Cold Wild, you know, I we lived in Cold Wild. But uh, I mean, everybody else in the classroom was drawing. Uh, fourth fifth grade they were drawing um basketballs and you know shoes and stuff like that like literally everything i was doing i was uh i would draw a bone on paper i would draw a bone i would draw uh horses i would draw horse trailers trucks uh basically everything i draw i end up living and doing i'm just gonna be honest with you i mean nobody would believe me if i tell them now but i mean uh i was wearing boots back in 1996 95. now everybody want to wear boots you know what i'm saying you know Back then, it was it was they joked on you if you wore boots back then, or they laughed about you. And you know, in cold water, y'all know you had to be it, it, <laughs> you, you got to be able to rock with them guys. You ain't finna walk down the hallway with your snake skin on and think they ain't finna check you. You know, you gotta know how to do it. So, uh, Mark Stables really come from a generational thing. Um, only difference is back then, they wasn't showing horses or anything like that. They was just uh, they just kept them around, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, and you know, and, and like, I mean, that's all it is, you know, it just passed on down in the family. And uh, um, I'm, I'm a, what's up? I was about to say, uh, you said it was 150 back then. How, how much? How much is it now? Man, it got high. You talking about five to seven hundred dollars a month now to break one horse? Yeah, you know that. That you know that's just one. And, and uh, every horse you gonna keep them in the between 30 to 90 days. Really, 30 days ain't enough to even teach them anything. You just gonna teach them the basics 30 days. You know, I'm just yeah. gonna be honest. Yeah. Somebody said you broke Django in three days. Yeah, I'm three days in. Yeah, how he they, wild. He how they wild. Contract uh, work when you're three days. Well, you don't get him back yet. You no, got you still, <laughs> yeah, you still, you still hang on to him. One thing about it, he, yeah, he ain't sure got all, he ain't got all the stuff out of him yet. You know, they will fool you now. Don't never yeah. let your guard down. Yeah. But the main thing with breaking the horse, uh, serious talk. Uh, you can't let them know you're scared. You can't be scared at all. Horse can sense fear, and if uh you get up there, and they know you're scared. They got you. But you know, uh, like my big daddy, uh, 
Lowen said a long time ago, uh, man should man should not fear no animal. Uh, God put man here to make animal be uh, to animal should mind a man, you know. So that's just me. Every time, I, anytime I get around, I ain't scared of no, I ain't scared of nothing. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Uh, gonna be just straight up, you know. I ain't scared of y'all. You know, y'all my guy, but you know, I ain't scared of y'all. Hey man. So look, look we ain't scared of you either. You talk about um, playing basketball in cold water. So is it safe to say we turn cold into a cold water since he to, to a cold water cat since he ain't food with no horses? Yeah, y'all did. Because I gotta tell y'all about that. Y'all may not y'all may not believe me. Y'all, y'all, y'all really y'all made my brother tough, man. I'm telling you, cause uh my, y'all may not believe what I'm finna sell here. My brother was the first one to ride a horse. He he got a woman before me. Uh, Coy had a horse named Coy had a horse named BJ, and uh, they had about both of us a horse. My horse name was Champ. He was BJ. So uh, Coy got here the first course with the first week. He got on it, and uh, I never will forget. Like remember, like yesterday, we was at grandma's house. Coy got on the horse. They had to turn them loose, and Coy horse struck out running down the road. Oh, get him, daddy! Get him! Get him! He was going. He was going. He was going. I mean, Coy horse. He, the horse ran so fast down the road. The horse ended up coming coming back and cord down the road. So we had to go find cord. And uh he was on he was on side of the road and the horse came back to where we was. And uh they scarred him for life. He never did get back on the horse. I can't get cord, I can't get cord come to the bun if I'm having a fish fry until he ain't coming. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, my, hey, yeah, he, he said they had to go down the road and find cord. We did, we had to go find him. He was the first one had a horse, and uh he rode one time, never did get back on, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I I was like what four or five years old, and uh, man, I was so little at the time. I had a big horse, you know, which probably like it was about sixteen two. I don't know if y'all know what that means, but you know, you sixteen two in the horse in the horse height, you pretty tall. And I mean, uh, my feet wouldn't even reach the side of the horse belly. I'm just up there just dangling, you know. So, yeah, it uh, that was my state come from. It's you no know, more of a generational thing. Man, said Cor won't even well put a polo shirt on now. That. <laughs> no, no. It, 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 hey, if he if he if he do, it ain't gonna have no little man on back. Of it. <laughs> The man gonna run off the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, uh, so um, so for people who are interested in horses and stables, man, just kind of kind of explain like the time, the passion, the money, the upkeep, what it takes to kind of run a stable. Man, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. To run a stable, you really gotta love what you're doing. I mean, they basically like kids, man. Uh, the reason I said it, uh, because it's like a daycare if you're taking care of somebody else's horse. Uh, if I'm a horse owner, I wouldn't want to drop my horse off nowhere where I don't feel like he's getting taken care of. Uh, you know, uh, it's important to keep your your barn clean, keep it, you know, keep it up because uh, I mean, it's just like Mac. You know, if, if Mac ever dealt with a daycare or anything or join, you know, or, or fit, you know, y'all ain't gonna drop your kids off nowhere. Y'all don't feel like they safe fit. You know, you don't feel Thanks. like it's clean. You know, uh, you get that whole vibe when you just pull up and be like, nah, I just you know I let somebody else keep it. You know, I ain't doing it. So uh man, you know, it's a it's a big upkeep. Uh horses, they require supplements, they require uh food, grain, you know, they eat a lot of oats and stuff like that, like we would eat. You know, you give them a little treat every now and then, a little apple, a little carrot or something. Um, hay, which everybody know hay come from grass. So uh I mean they, they run through that stuff like teeth, you know what I'm saying? You can you can put them in a you can put them in a pasture or whatever, they can eat grass, but uh it's a lot of upkeep. I mean, you talking about they use the barrel from them all day. You gotta you gotta clean their stalls out every day. You know, a lot of people see the the, the 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 pretty part of it, but the dirty work is at the barn. You know, you you you're keeping their feet clean up under them, you clean up behind them. You know, you picking up somebody else's poop, 
and drying up their pizza every day. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, keeping them a bath, you know, if you don't wash them so long, they get wingworms, they get dirty, hair fall out. You got to keep the hair groomed. I mean, so you, hey, you got to be a beautician and everything in the barn. You know, I know how to braid. I mean, I'm braiding. I'm braiding horse tail, man, all every other day. You know, I'm just gonna be honest. So you're uh, a CNA and a beautician. Yeah, that's it. You know, I'm wiping, I'm wiping tail and braiding scale. You know. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's, that's, that's a bar right there, man. Put me on your neck. I see, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put me on your, put me on your neck, phone. But uh, yeah, it's a full time job, man. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, if you don't love doing it, you don't need to do it because you can get in a lot of trouble, man, uh, by mistreating animals. You know, humane and all that. They don't play. I mean, you can get just much time for an animal as you can. You know, me coming over there doing something with one of y'all. Oh, uh, uh, no, you get more. Yeah, you get more. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> So uh, if you if you can't feed them, you don't need them. I'm gonna say it again. If you can't feed them, you don't need them. You know, you need to just uh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest. You need to just leave them where they at. I like that. What they were a little blow horn. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all boy got it going on. Y'all be <laughs> hey, y'all be having little, little stuff going off and everything. <laughs> hey, hey, this my favorite one though. When y'all be on on the worst standards. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you request him on the West Standards in stature. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so next time if I bring a horse to me, hey, can you keep my horse up for 30 days? <laughs> on the West Standards. What's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy, man? Man. <laughs> hey, that one tell him. I like that thing right there, though. It can't, hey. <laughs> hey, Miss Matt Goodman, the woman, you know, homie, man, we just having fun. You know how cold water is. We just gonna have the fun now. Oh yeah, that's all, yeah. That's all we gonna do. Yeah. So maybe we'll, tra- we'll transition over into family and work life balance, man. So we'll kick the Mac about being stole another question around here. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that, man. Right. So, so from the outside looking in, and as you already discussed earlier, man, you do a lot. You're always on the move. You're always working. Uh, you know. Like you said, we we don't really get to see the dirty side of all that you're doing. But I see you shit hauling dirt. I see you driving trucks. I see you cutting yards. I see you in the barn. I see you with your kids. So how do you balance? What that work life balance look like? How how do you keep everything in motion? Man, honestly, man, I'm like a I program my life. Uh, honestly, like a robot. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, if anybody get my time. They real lucky to get it. I'm just gonna be honest because uh, with, with with all that going on with between your your kids, family, your bond, and your work life, you know everything go hand in hand. So I found a way, guys, to just kind of enjoy my life. Uh, what I mean by that is, if you know you gotta go to the bond, hey, I can kill two birds one stone. I can spend time with my kids, and I can go bond with my animals. So a lot of times I'm throwing my kids in in the truck with me or the car going to the bond. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they know daddy gotta get money. So I'm hustling any kind of way uh, to feed the animals and also feed them. So, you know, it's kind of like a give and take thing. You know, uh, I lose sleep to give more time, you know, to the things that I'm in, you know, and sometimes I gain sleep and I lose things, lose another thing. Uh, it's almost impossible, you know what I'm saying, for me to be everywhere at one time. But I have figured, you know, figured life out to where I kind of, I kind of handle it pretty good uh, because, uh, you know, these kids, they only going to be kids one time. So, you know, I'm just glad that I'm in some positive to uh that they want to follow up behind me and do so it's kind of like i'm enjoying my hobby and they're enjoying dad too and you know yeah. they're, they're they're learning about dad hobby so you know it's it, it working out perfect you know what i'm saying uh and uh i honestly i work a night shift job 
Oh, I stay on night. I drive trucks at night. Been doing it for eleven years now, and I, I like I like to do that because uh, you know, when I get up in the morning, I can get them. I can put them on the bus. You know what I'm saying? If uh, school got school got a little program or something, I mean, you know, I ain't missing no donut with dad. I ain't missing no program at school. Uh, you know, I can go even have lunch with my kids and you know, stuff like that. So I just you know I found the way um uh, to kind of balance that. Look at my auntie said he's a modern point baby. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Uncle Biz and man, I gotta give a shout out to my uncle. Uh, he one of the biggest role models in my life. I talk to that man almost every day. And uh, if, if he if he ain't mastered nothing else, he learned how to master a lot of things with family and and everything. So you know, it's it's pretty simple, man. You know, I'm sure Matt, you know, you're a busy guy. Uh, probably now you probably got too much time on your hand. You know, now that you're uh you out of doing what you you're doing, but you know, you still gonna find something that's gonna take that time back up. Yeah, man. I, I, look how you trying to be discreet, man. Yep. You know what you were doing. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Mac had, hey, Mac had a pretty good experience job, man. You know, I've been watching him all these years, so you know, or like, what, what? I want to ask you a question because I'm on your show. What you plan on doing, like, you know, now since, since, uh, you know, you out of service and everything. Well, well Unc say them bills got to be paid, baby. There, there you go. There they got to get back to hustling. There you go. That's it. So you know, uh, and I'm sure, guy, you know, he gonna find a way, you know, to hustle and and pull the kids along with him. So that's me, you know. But yeah, I ain't gonna. That's it's that's pretty. the plan, man. Is to to be able to build around their schedule now. Yeah, that's so it. much of my time before, so it's just yeah. a, trying to be where wherever they got something going on. It I'm trying to be there and, and build my life around it. Exactly, and, and that's exactly what I did. You know, I built my life, and I'm programmed, guys. I ain't gonna like you take my chip out of me. I may fall all that right right now, but you know, I'm pro I'm programmed to what I'm doing, and you know, it's, it's working out pretty good. I, I think everybody happy. These they act like. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. so, so I, you know, you just mentioned uh, about your kids. I saw yeah. you post, post the other day uh, about your son having some challenges uh, Ooh, we, with, right. uh, you know, trying to get out there with y'all and ride horses. Uh, just kind of, kind of talk about that. And uh, I know you said you take them out there, put them in the in the car, and take them out there. But mm-hmm. what if they don't want to be. Out well, there? I'm gonna tell them? you something. I'm gonna tell you something about that. Kids ain't gonna really go nowhere they don't want to be nowadays. These kids now look different. I mean, I can if I can put my screen on this phone, it'll show you text messages. Hey, dad, wake me up in the morning before you go to the barn. Don't leave me. Uh, mm. You know, uh, dad, what time are you going to the barn? You know, this or that. So they want to go. Uh, with my son, the cave, and he's my baby boy. It kind of, man, uh, last few years, I've been trying to get him and, you know, ride horse because he really want to ride. It's a difference in just riding and want to ride. So I know with him want to ride, he'll be a great rider. But man, you know, it was it was bad. Uh, quick as we get him around horses, uh, he can enjoy them for a minute. He'll get up there and ride, you know, pet them. But he just had allergic reactions. Uh, he would start uh, getting red in the face, breaking out in high, um, shortness of breath, get to choking. And I mean, you talking about uh, it would scare you. Uh, I mean, you talking about your son, he want to be so much like his dad and do what his dad doing, but, you know, he can't. You know, I got an older son, too. Um, I don't try to pick my kids' path or what I want them to do. I tried to take them out there, let them ride horses a couple of times. Um, he got up there. I'm like, man, if you don't, don't want to do it, you know, you can get out. I'm gonna be honest. Like you, you ain't looking good at what you're doing. Here, so I know you ain't trying to do it. You know, <laughs> he ain't been back to the barn since then. He ain't coming back. I'm just gonna be honest. You know, so uh, but my baby boy, like he wanted to ride. You know, he watching horse videos and buying horse games and and man, uh, this last time scared me. Uh, we rode good one day. We rode like two horses. I mean, he he riding good and and uh, instantly once he got off, he 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 uh, got red in the face, throat swollen up, he couldn't breathe. 
So uh, I was stuck in between calling the ambulance, a helicopter, or driving to the hospital. Man, I instantly threw him in the truck and uh, cut the blankets on. We, man, we rushing trying to get to the hospital. Uh, I mean, I got him there just in time. He was cutting his cutting his uh, off, kind of swollen his throat and stuff up real bad. Man, they gave him a, a cup of steroids, allergy medicine, Benadryl. And I mean, instantly, everything just started coming back with sponsors. And uh, we were blessed that we had a good doctor that day. She told us that, uh, hey, I'm allergic to dogs, but I take a, a pill every day, and I'm able to have my dog. And we sent him to the specialist, and uh, they finally told us a way to solve it, and they gave him some medicine. So he take a, he take a pill every day, yeah, baby boy. He take a pill every day now, every, every morning. They kind of help him with his allergies. You know, I mean, we, we tried it for the first time the other day, and, man, he got on the horse and rode, and I said, I think we ready to get in the kid class now. You know, you can't be – I can't be up and don't have a little up come up under me. You know, I, that's, that's every man's dream to have somebody come behind him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and I think he going to be the one going to do it, you know, because uh, this other boy, man, I don't know what he going to do. He he be in a one day on Fortnite, and next day he might be on, on something. I'm like, man, you just wasting your time, man. But hey, don't, but, but the grade the, is good. He respect me. So, you know, I ain't bothered. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Take the trash out of something. Clean the room. You know, you know? <laughs> oh, hey, so, hey, man, uh, he, he may want to go on and be the family veterinarian, man. Martin Stanton, yeah. you never know. Yeah, he might. But I told him, I said, son, it don't make no sense that your daddy got to go around here and get all these other kids. To come help me at the barn, and then you at the house, you know what I'm saying, doing it. But you know, he, he don't, if he don't want to do it, I don't want him to get hurt doing it. You know, I ain't gonna make him do nothing, you know. So I'd rather just, yeah. just, just be yourself uh, because I, I do take a lot of other people's kids in every year. I mean, my inbox be blowing up with people just want to bring their kids around, you know what I'm saying. And uh, I keep I got a couple guys right now this summer that I uh, they, they out for the summer. And uh, they making a little money. Yeah, they, <laughs> he like cool. That's so what he poking. <laughs> but I got a couple kids now that come every summer. And uh, man, they work with me and help. And uh, I mean, I pay, I pay them good, man. You know, I try to pay them good so they don't leave. But man, I don't care how good you pay somebody. Sometimes they gonna still get old down. You know what I'm saying? I done, yeah. I don't learned that. You know, so that's yeah. what it is with the kids situation. Yeah. So man, last question on the work life balance. So we know you drive trucks. Yep. You know, um. With all that, I know you said you lose sleep sometimes, sometimes you gain sleep. How how you able to we know you got a lot of energy, first of all, but how you able to maneuver everything you got going on with the animals and the kids outside of driving trucks with all the time that it takes to run a truck? Well see me tell you. The reason I I wanted to be a truck driver because I love driving anyway. So once again, I'm still in something doing that I love doing. You know, back back when I was running around, you know, having fun. I was just driving everywhere. Him, him, there. So I'm like, man, we'll get paid to do it. So I don't feel like truck driving is a punishment to me. It don't bother me. I mean, uh, I don't need much sleep to operate. You know, I'm giving about about five, six hours, maybe four hours sometimes, five, six hours a day. Some say it ain't good for you, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I know how I feel. You know, it ain't bothering me now. It may catch up with me later on. Uh, and the only good thing is I don't run, uh, I don't run over the road and then like that. Like what I'm doing, I'm just bumping. Like I may go. 30 miles out here, there, 80 miles here, 100 miles out there. And, you know, we're doing a lot of bumping docks and stopping. So, you know, I'm going to be on the guy. You know, I hope my boss ain't on here. Every time I hit a dock, I'm napping. <laughs> hey, come out. Come, come, come hit the truck. You know what I'm saying? When you uh, Come hit the truck when, when you're ready. I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do my thing. Take another nap. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, all right, I'm going to get my hours through the day. I didn't say I don't sleep. I just didn't tell you when I sleep. Right? <laughs> hey, so, so, so I got I got a follow-up question to that. So when, when you at the house and you got family around, everybody eating Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, and they yeah. trying to tell everybody, Shh, be quiet, be quiet. My, my, Mike and they're trying to go to sleep. He got to get on their road. 
They exaggerate. Yeah. They exaggerate. Uh, yeah, yeah, they just putting that on. <laughs> first, first of all, if you the man at home, you ain't get no sleep nowhere because I ain't even let you sleep. I believe the kid run up behind the dad way more than the mama. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> at home, they do. Cause mama gonna mama gonna say no, nah, gonna put him off and on daddy. You know they they want to go do something. You know they, hey, they you have to do the work. You preaching that? Hey, one one thing about y'all drivers, y'all can keep the headset on. Yeah, hey, what is it? I, hey, hey, look, I look. I, 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 know, I, I knew, I knew. If I came on with you, y'all gonna talk about me. Look, so, I was on, I was on a plane Monday. Dude got yeah. got on the plane with one on, and I'm like, now where you trying to get a load at? Thirty <laughs> thirty thousand feet up in the air. Hey, and, and I ain't gonna lie, man. Them headset, man. You, I don't care if you in sports academy. Like they be like, hey, uh, what aisle is the uh, basketball goes on? You be like, what? I don't work here. And you know what I'm saying? Like what, 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 what? Like really? And then I think about it, like, damn, yeah, I, I gotta start taking the headset off. But man, you know, you have it on so much, you get used to it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't wear no AirPod. I mean, AirPod can't do nothing for me. I'm just gonna be honest. You know, you can't hear nothing. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. fall out your ear. But the headset, yes, uh, you can't hear my background or nothing. I mean, it, it ain't nothing like it. And Joe, you know how much they call dunk? About eighty nine dollars, man. Eighty nine, three hundred dollar headset, man. That's why, that's why I'm wearing so much. I'm, I'm, not the new one. I'm gonna get my money worth. You pay three hundred dollars for a headset, you be all in the shower with everything too. <laughs> you pay three hundred dollars for a headset. I know I am. Like, y'all, I be out there cutting grass with it now. Okay, in the pool with the gun on. In the pool, I'm in the shower with it. I get it. I will talk in the shower with. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they they be in love in the shower with that John. <laughs> yeah, because they know they lay it, they know they lay it down, but I don't steal it. <laughs> yeah, man. I love my headset now. Hey, I got my son just on that. You know the one I said don't come outside? Yeah, he got these just on there. I said, boy, let daddy use these before I go on these guys. I said, I said, they're gonna check me to sleep. I get on here with uh with the with the blue pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Oh, but look, uh, we wanted to talk about MSHA uh, just a little bit. Um, I guess my my question is, um, with everything that you've been doing, mm-hmm. uh, do you consider yourself as a trailblazer uh, for MSHA and everything that you you doing? Uh, you know, with your shows. So when you say trailblazer, what do you mean by that? Explain it to me. I mean. I feel like I mean I I haven't been around horses, you know, but coming to your shows the past couple of years, I feel like I hadn't seen a show like the one that you put on. Yep. So I'm saying, are you currently setting the trend for how horse shows uh will be done from here on out? Well, I'm gonna tell you what I did do. Uh a lot of a lot of the guys who give shows. Uh, they may tell you this, may not. You know, I, I can't speak on the next man's opinion. But uh, what when I when I got into giving shows with the MHSA, uh, man, when I came in it, I had uh, I, I sit back, I observe things before I get in. Um, I was watching it. Uh, it was kind of at the time dying out a little bit. We had a lot of older people in it, and you know, when I say dying out, I don't mean it was dead. I just mean it wasn't no more like a lot of youth in it. So uh, when I got in it, which was like uh, several years ago, uh, it was a chance to kind of bring some excitement back to it in the youth. You know, uh, 
people, a lot of people back then didn't really think horses were cool. Some did, some didn't. I always had a little horses, but you know, the goal was when I got in is how can I find a way to bring in the people in who don't know about horses. So uh, when I got an MHSA, uh, I basically stole everybody else's plan and capitalized off of it. So like, if you had a show that just was okay, I I put it on my on my board and I thought of ways to make it way better than it. So you know, I basically I used they shows and to turn mine to something else. Um, I was when I first started, everybody was just doing uh you know cooking. You know, if you had a show. You have somebody just uh you know frying you some fish, hot dog, you know selling it. I was one of the first ones to actually go and hunt down vendors, um uh, to start bringing food vendors to horse shows. Uh, it was a time we didn't even have food vendors. Man, now every horse show got food vendors. Uh, my first show with vendors, I think I brought in maybe like twelve food vendors. Every last one of them sold out. I never will forget uh DJ Chad. Um, he he said on the mic, man, the Mario guy looking like a festival out here. Fair. And uh, in the MHSA, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this too. I don't know if Chad on here. It got a lot to do with Chad. You ain't got no horse show if you ain't got Chad today. And y'all know we all grew up with Chad. Chad was Chad walking hallway with boombox back in school. You know, I, I, I'm just gonna be honest. They got no music, and he actually is the life of the MHSA. Um, you know, if you ain't got Chad, the horse show, it just feel like it's dead. You know, I'm just gonna be honest. You know, uh. It don't even feel like it, it, you don't even want to be there if Chad ain't there. No disrespect to no other DJ, no other announcer, but you know Chad know how to communicate with the horses, the fans. I mean, just he make the whole environment nice. Um, so back to what I was saying when I got in it, that was my whole plan was to try to take this and turn it into something greater. I mean, guys, with, with this here, you gonna have a lot of them, and I see this. A lot of them don't want to get with the program and go with the change and the thing, which I'm fine with that because everybody can't do what the next one can do. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I knew if I made my show great, that I could make everybody else show great also too. Uh, I feel like everybody benefits off basically like, you know, with my show because there's a lot of people got to come to the horse show and they don't even come to no other horse show through the year. And we let, and they be like, y'all, it's nice. Oh, uh, y'all do this once a year? No, baby, it's a whole horse show season. You know, you can come to cousin show here, cousin show right here. You can come to this guy's show, this lady show here. So it's it's exposure to everybody, and you know yeah. that's why I try I try to go all out with my show because I want to see everybody show grow. You know, uh, with my show, I can't never ride at my show because usually if you hosting your show, you you can't you can't show your horse. So you know, hey, I'm trying to make everybody that show because I want folks to see Uncle ride. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you just come to my show and see the other folks <laughs> ride. I want to be seen too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's a uh, it's a big thing. And anything I ever did, uh, Jarvis Terrence, which we call him Jab in Cold Water. He was already in it, you know, him and his dad and all of them. And, uh, you know, J.F. told me a long time ago, he said, Weenie, I watch it. He said, I watch you um, play with them cars and stuff and this and that. You know, if I, I hook a car up, I put, I put my all in it. He said, I knew once you got out here with, us with these horses in this group that you was going to do that same thing into, into these horses. And, uh, I mean, that's me. You know, hey, I'm going to – every year I feel like I'm going to go overboard. Like, I mean, I may feel like I, I topped it last year. Like, I'm thinking of the way next year. Make the ice run out the cup. You know, you get the ice and the and the drink coming out the cup. Yeah, you over you overflow. Right, hold, on, hold 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 on, right there. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't mean to cut you out, huh? Okay. But I don't want you to bleed over into to the answer to some of our other questions either. All right. Okay. Well, stop me right there. Well, put my yeah. put my ice back in my cup. Look to 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 piggyback on that. Take water, water, huh? Everything, water. everything, everything yeah, you just said. Can I get enough bottle water? 
Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Look, man. man. I ain't know if y'all let folks take breaks on these shows or what, man. Y'all never had no commercial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look, hey, look. I'll tell you what. Wait, check this out. What? Look, go get your water, man. Put that flower, hey, man. Hey, 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 look. Let me tell you. Well, I bet. Let me tell you before I go. Hey, y'all really need to let Uncle get a commercial here, cuz. When y'all be taking them breaks, like, I could be doing something stupid on here. And them folks like this stuff. I'm telling you, I bet I'm going to get my water. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't forget about uh this Saturday, the Juneteenth Freedom Celebration in Cold Water at the Square, starting with the 2.5 mile walk, hosted by Karen Epic Green. And you can register on site at the event as well. Fish Patch, what else we got going on? What, what else with the event? Hold on a second. We, we got Miss Karen back on here. So while I don't get his water, we'll let her wrap up real quick. So I think that's a good transition. Let me let me bring her back on here. See if she can hear us. Well, she's still on mute. Miss Carrie, can you unmute your phone? That's me. I had it on. It's off. Yeah, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so very much for that introduction. And yes, we are getting geared up for the Juneteenth. I know when I went out, <laughs> I was talking about the route. And that is very important because the 2.5 uh, route um, is going to go, like I said, through the historical town of Coldwater. Uh, we're starting right there on Parkway, going north up to Central, East Service Drive to Central. We're going over the bridge to Peyton Road uh, and down Hill Road and back to north and back to the Cultural Center. So it's going to be a good route. It's going to be nice. We're going to have a um, an actual um, one-mile stop. So the ones who need the water, need the Gatorade break, they'll be able to do that. So we're not going to get everybody tired out so they can't uh, complete the walk. Okay. And, uh, and just kind of uh, just kind of tell us about some of the vendors uh, that you're going to have there. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so very much. Um, of course, you all know that uh, Poppables, um, Mr. Taurus Jackson, he's going to be there as a vendor. Um, you know, he's known for his famous uh, gourmet apples, and I think he's added um, a menu item. I think it's shaved ice or what they call the uh, yeah, pressed ice. ice. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, ice. Um, I heard that it's really, really good. Uh, Tony Davis just confirmed he's gonna come aboard. Um, I heard he has some really, really good uh, turkey legs, <laughs> so he's gonna be there. Uh, we also have a face painter. Um, her name is Jazz. She's going to come in and do the face painting for the children. And also, I'm going to stop right here. We're going to have bouncers and all of the activities that the children can also enjoy. Uh, we also going to have a young lady named uh, Rundlin Adams. Uh, she's with uh, Rainbow Creations. Uh, she can uh, create something for you, your uh, initials, your name. She's going to be there. Uh, we also have a couple of... Um, town i guess you can say um uh, members who's actually running for an office they're going to be there and also we're going to have um, mississippi healthy kids organization um i'm sure maybe if you're from the cold water area you probably know michael minor uh he's a minister there in hernando has a church there in hernando he's going to actually have his organization out there and they're going to be bringing information about how you can um, get your children insured and all of that. So it's going to be a great time out there. Uh, we have a young lady who's coming um, and she's going to have uh, 
uh, snow cones and all of that. So we we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a good time. We have some good vendors lined up uh, for that day. Okay. Well, look, we appreciate you coming on, uh, and uh, we hope you uh, have a great turnout. Can people still sign up? Yes, they can still sign up. And thank you for letting me put this plug in. I will be in Coldwater at the Cultural Center uh, on tomorrow uh, from four until seven. And I'm also going to be there Friday from three until seven. For those of you who would like to sign up to make sure you have your T-shirt size, we will have sign up on the day of. But I am encouraging everyone to please sign up before Saturday morning. Because when we get there, we're going to be ready to walk. We're going to be ready to get moving. Uh, Tam Ramsey is our fitness coach. Uh, she's going to warm us up. And I heard the young man say about Chad Davis, that's my nephew. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to be bringing the music as well. So that's going to be very important. Like he stated, Chad know how to get it going. So he's going to be the person out there uh, pumping the crowd up, and getting, them in the, getting, getting them ready to walk and be active. So that's what we're looking for. And, and Chad, Chad can do that. <laughs> yes. And Tam right, is going to need as well. So, you know, she's going to be getting you ready to, um, to walk. Yes. Yeah. Miss Karen, we definitely appreciate you. It's for a good cause. Um, technical difficulties don't stop nothing here. So uh, glad to have you back on and finish explaining yeah. the event to get people engaged and interested in our history. And um, looking forward to seeing what Saturday is going to bring. All right, so I, I expect to see you all out there at some point. We're gonna go till about four thirty-five o'clock, and you know it's something for everybody. And also, we're gonna have lots of giveaways. So if I had a lot of people to pour into um, this event, and we're gonna be able to give giveaways out throughout the day. And also, to one more plug, our seniors on the move will also be performing as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Have a okay, great thank you. Forward you to all a great have a great night. Thank you. Right. Thank you too. Oh, uh, oh, uh, we back. Ah, uh, uh, I, I had to take Uncle off the screen. He had two bars of water at once. I had to let me get my screen, man. <laughs> hey, I go in the aisle now. I get two bottles of water. <laughs> hey, y'all really did take a y'all. I know. Y'all trying to catch up. Y'all trying to catch up. Do what? I'm saying, you know, y'all put me on pause, but y'all really trying to catch up. And I'm talking to you with it. Catch up? Oh, no, 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 man. They say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't do what? Can't make them drink. Yes, man. So we in the MSHA, Mac. I think y'all. Uh, what when, when, when are you talking about? Well, I, I, what, what I was saying, I picked back up on what I was saying that everything he described, I mean, you you described what the trailblazer yeah, is. He said a trend for uh, MSHA. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, I don't, you know, I think a lot of times we don't realize what we're doing in the moment. Uh, but from what I see, and I know me and you, we've messaged back, back and forth when I seen you out there doing your thing, man. Like I said, and I just, uh, I, I think everything that you're doing with, with how young you are, like, uh, you're definitely blazing the trail uh, for what's to come. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate yeah, it. You got a goat out there at your barn? No, I ain't got one, no, yet. You need, you need to get you a goat out there. They say you the goat. You need to get you a goat out there. Hey, but well, I've been looking for one. I can't find none, though. <laughs> one of the horses keeping your brains out there. 
No, you know, you know, a goat eat anything. You know, you you get a goat out there, he'll he'll eat you up. You lay that alone though. Mm. Yeah, like real talk. Like a goat, a goat to eat on your truck, your car, whatever. That's how they do. Hey, so so with the uh MSHA, can you talk or speak about some of the benefits of, of being in the association? Man, some of the benefits of being in the association. I'm gonna be honest, uh, it's a big group of us. Uh Y'all gotta think about it. So it's kind of like a like a family tree. Each limb got so many leaves to it. Um, so you got maybe like 20 something stables. Um, so in the image they say each member has a horse show a year. So the benefits you get from it, it basically gives you something to do, uh get a community something to do, like every other weekend. We have a show literally every Saturday. Uh, I feel like with horse shows, it's something positive for the community, something for the kids. And uh, that's what the MSHA is really all about. Um, we really, um, we, we, we try to bring uh, good things to the community. I mean, you know, kids, some kids aren't fortunate enough to um, to uh, even get close to the animal, see the animal. You know, everybody will open their bones up, open doors. But when you come to the MSHA horse show, I mean, you can go to anybody's trailer. They'll let you come to their trailer and, you know, hey, sit on their horse, take a picture. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like a big family. Uh, you know, every every family gonna have a couple of bad apples in it. You know, that's just that's 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 your that's your family. You know, you are gonna have a couple of black sheep in the family, but you know, one sheep don't stop the flock from running. You know, I'm just gonna be honest. Um, but it's it's a good thing. You know, I I like it. Um, honestly, I can see myself being in it. You know, for a while, as long as I don't you know. Good Lord said the same. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it keep growing each year. We 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 continue to pick up new members. Man, we have people from all over who who really be wanting to uh, join us. Um, actually, we make it look bigger than what it is. Um, I'm just gonna be honest. You know, once they probably think it's a big organization, which is really not as big as folks think it is, but it's growing. Um, so that 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 did on it. Yeah. So, so we didn't follow up to that. I think me and you talked once before, and I was telling you when I was a kid, we used to go out to buy hay to horse shows. Uh, yeah. There was a guy out there by the name of Hot Tea. The main. You you know him, huh? Yes. Uh, I did. Uh, Mr. Hot Tea back then, man, he was the goat. I'm not yeah. gonna be on. I did my research on them, and um, I mean, you know, I was I was younger. Uh, I probably went to a free show then as a little boy, but you know, I think Mr. Hot T, he's he's uh he definitely one one of the ones who paved the way for a lot of us who doing it now. Um, I mean, they got it. They, he pulled up. They said with a with a dually and a long trailer full of horses back then. You know, back then that mm-hmm. stuff was hard to get. You know, especially mm-hmm. for African American. You know, we we really couldn't even uh, just afford a lot of stuff like that. But you know. He yep. he, pre- he pretty much paid away. You know, people still talk about him to this day. I mean, you know, I I fortunately had never had a chance to go sit down and talk with him. I would love to, to get you know get a little knowledge from him, but he 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 still talks about it to this day. I'm just gonna yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my my brother people from out that way, and they used to uh, his dad and and uh, uncles of them used to be out there working with hot tea with his horses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I had the opportunity to ride his horse when I was a kid. So when I, so when, you, I when I was small enough to be able to for them to put me up on the saddle, I used to ride his horses at his, at his shows. And you so, know, um, you and you around him, you won the lucky one. You know, people yeah. when you get big, people are like you know, you don't just get lucky to get around people like uh, that. that. That was a long time ago too, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, um, when you when you talk about the MSHA, what 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 Matt go? You all right? You good? He moved, lo- he moved I location. Out when you were tall enough, I, I had to go oh, off man. and do some research. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm anyway, hey, 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 then I said put me up on the saddle when I was small enough for them to put me up on the saddle. But anyway, 
the Mazio MSHA now versus what horse shows were back then. Uh, when Jordan asked the question about you being a pioneer, you know, you know what that looked like back then. And to your point earlier, you know, you look at shows now and you take the positives and the benefits from the shows now to put towards your show. And, and you, you used the term earlier, steal. I don't call it stealing. I call it doing your research and doing your planning. So um, you, you made your show um, accessible. You said to the youth, I would say to us, because now you got people want to get on horses. People who ain't never been on a horse. But it, it takes a lot of work into it. Some people can spend money to get on one. But what's the difference from back then to now for what you see and what you saw? Man, uh, honestly, from back then to now, you had you had a lot of people at shows back then. You had uh, you had music, you know, back then. But man, like it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, it's like, uh, man, what's the term that I'm looking for on this? Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, it's just new school, old school. I'm going to be honest. Uh, back then, you know, it was kind of like a little antique. You know, you didn't have as many kids and stuff and this and that. I mean, you, you didn't even have people that just really um, dressed up to, to put, to get with the theme of a horse show. Like, nah, man, everybody want to wear boots and dupes. I'm just gonna mm -hmm. be honest. Like, you know, they hey I, a boot store called me all, all over. I leave my flyers and boot stores from all over. And they you'll be amazed how many women coming in there getting their boots. And you know, I mean, it's just it, it it's a it's a whole movement now. Honestly, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, you know, it's it's almost I mean it's just like technology. We didn't have technology back then, you know, and now I mean, you know, look at us now. We on here Mac in this little corner up here, you know, Jordan down there, and you up there, you know. So uh it's just I really can't explain it. You know, you had to just be there now and, and to be there back then to see the difference in it. But, it's the evolution. Uh, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the same thing, you know, just different time, honestly. But, you know, yeah. I like I said, I brought things in to change it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think nobody ever back then even had people want to come in town to your show. You know, I'm just going to be honest. I have people call from all over. I mean, uh, Nashville, Alabama, Dallas, Texas. I mean, they, they flying in or pulling horses in just to be a part of this show. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. So, that's all this evolution. Uncle Big Deal. That, that's, that's all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I take care of my guests now. You know, if anybody on here watching, if you know you coming in town, and with any of my people tell you who come in town, you know, hey, I'm going to get you the best hotel room. I'm going to treat you like my brother when you're here, my sister, you know, uh, feed you before you leave or whatever. I mean, I send people home with gas and they trucks. And, you know, I, I basically let them know I appreciate them. You know, uh, if I can get... 10 come out of town this year and another 20 next year and a 30, you know, I'm going to keep them coming, you know, because it's going to keep eventually growing and growing. So, I mean, and that's, that's the whole thing. You know, Southern Hospitality, we know how to put on a good show right here anyway. I'm just going to be honest. Well, some of us do. I can't speak for all of them. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, before before we transition into um, um your annual horse show mm -hmm. with the MSHA, I know Chad get on the, on the speaker a lot and say, hey, to be the judge. A lot yeah. of folks don't know what that means. Mm -mm. The riders know what it means. People who've been around horse know what it means. So, yep. how important is selecting the judge and let people know what the judge do on the show? Well, let me go back to that term of Chad said, I hate to be the judge. A lot of people don't know what that means, but you know, the meaning of him saying that he, uh, he hate to be in his shoes. Such a, such good horses out there. MHSA has a lot of great horses. I mean, we got some horses that could probably go to the professional level and show. I'm just going to be honest. Um, and what he's saying is he hate to be in his shoes. I mean, when you got 10 good ones out there you're trying to choose from, I mean, just because I don't pick the other five don't mean they ain't great. 
You know, I'm just gonna be honest. So you know, that's a term that he has he has he has blowed up with a lot of people. I mean, they see Chad out now and they'll just holler out, hate to be the judge, hate to be and Chad don't even know who he's talking to. I mean, I'm just being honest, and they'll they'll say that. Uh but with a judge, man, and I want a lot of these members to hear this because this the area I'm trying to get them to grow in with the MSHA. A lot of people don't put the effort in going and getting judges. Um, that's your most important part of your horse show. You got to have a good judge. Uh, reason being, you got a lot of people that's going to judge faces and not horses. And some just, you know, they're going to judge horses and not faces. Uh, if y'all was riding or, or whatever y'all were doing, you know, you want a fair, fair chance at what you're doing. You know, people spend a lot of money to come to these horse shows. A lot of time, a lot of money getting their horses ready. Um, I, on the other hand, I take pride in my judges. I mean, uh, my most of my judges come from out of town. I got a judge this year. He's coming out on the other side of Nashville. Uh, I mean, I put him in a room for two nights. Uh, you know, feed them, stage them there, uh, get them to the show safely, get them out of there safely, uh, you know, because he don't know nobody. When he come, you know, he don't know no faces, he don't know no horses. He just there to judge horses. And, and, and it makes people feel more more uh, more fun than what they're doing. You know, I don't want to – I don't want to lose a fight before I get to it. You know, I don't – I mean, that means you already – it's like I, I'm going to come over there right now. Mac, I already know when I get over there to fight, to fight Jordan that he's going to hold me back. So I lost before I got there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. So uh, it's it, it's important to pick a good judge. Honestly, that's your, that's your whole core of your show. If you ain't got a good judge, you know, I mean, they put they'll put their friends out. Oh, better than that. Uh, we can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, you can watch that one guy to pick uh, the same five people. You like, man, why the why the guy with the with the red shirt keep winning? And you know. What's going on? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we're good. Hold on. Yeah. So you'll see uh somebody out there winning and you'll be like, why they got with the red shirt keep winning? Well, whatever it's kind of like favoritism. You know what I'm saying? So uh just oh. one of them things. Yeah. Y'all hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Hey, hold on. My son will connect to these headphones. Let me get these things out. Hey man, come get these headphones, man. <laughs> Talking to the guy, you got me here. He got four. Nine, shooting he, got, he got four nights in this year. Come on, get out of here. I'm back, guys. He's a boy, guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm talking to y'all. I hear um, a boy, a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would. I'm playing Call of Duty or something. <laughs> hey, so let's uh let let's jump into uh the horse show that's coming up uh July first. Uh, just kind of. Talk to us about it. I think this is the seventh installment of it. So uh, just kind of talk about it and uh, tell everybody what we can expect uh, this year coming out. Man, uh, this is my seventh annual. Uh, if anybody, if any of you all know, man, this, the number seven means great things. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give y'all a look, a rundown on this flyer. A lot of people look at this flyer and they don't really know uh, what it means. But just pay attention, you know, seven is a lucky number. You know, I'm just going to be honest. Um, if you notice on the jersey, I got the number 23 on them. Um, it's 2023. Yeah, true enough. But if you do your research on, on the number 23, 20, the number 23 symbolizes uh, greatness. Uh, it symbolizes a lot of great things. You have had great people wear the number 23. Uh, I don't consider myself great, but I take pride in what I do. And a lot of people... 
they appreciate what I do and they tell me, you know, uh, you know, great job and, and, and so many things. So that's the whole point of that. But man, the seven annual, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's going to be probably one of the biggest ones ever that I've had. Um, just from getting the feedback of people who've been um, calling me out of town. Uh, I think I got a sprinter van. People coming out of uh, Dallas with like 30 people on the van. Um, they already called with the hotel and everything. I mean, I got another 30 horses coming out of Nashville. They talking about getting here that Thursday, Friday. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good thing. Um, honestly, guys, with this being the seventh annual, man, when we first started, I would have never thought it would get this big. Um, over the years, man, I was able to watch my gate, count my money. I was able to be my own security. I was able to run back and forward to the table, check on things down here. And every year, I, I mean, it was getting bigger. Um, I would never expect it to be here today where it is. But, you know, I do know um, I don't – when my show over with, I'm already planning for next year. Like, you know, some people probably start playing their show like the actual next day. I mean, like the next next year or a month, a month out. I started planning my show like 10 months out, real talk. Um, now it's gotten so big, I have to have 15, 20 men on security staff. I've hired, I hire over 20 people every year to help me for trophy girls, parking cars, taking up money at the gate. Like, ain't no way I can handle all them people now. I mean, every year, I, I, I literally, if you don't get there early, uh, early, early arrival is always suggested. Man, I turn around thousands of cars after, after nine o'clock at night. Like, you know, I've, I mean, it's drone footage showing that the cars were bagged up two, three miles long. Um, and, and people have waited in line to get in in my show two, three, two, three hours. And, man, for people to wait two or three hours to come support you, hey, that means a lot. I'm just going to be honest. You know, you can, you can turn around. I mean, but you choose to, to come celebrate with me. And uh, I think it's all about the type of guy you is. Uh, if, you, if you miss, ain't nobody finna, finna stand behind me. Ain't nobody finna promote you. Ain't nobody from the rock with you. But I try to carry myself as a uh, as a leader and as a role model. And so, uh, man, and I put on good shows. You know, who don't want to come have a good time? You know, you're talking about 15, 20 vendors. You know, you can have good music, Chad on the mic, good horses performing. You know, you eat all you can eat. I mean, it's, it's a good thing to be it. So, you know, uh, if anybody on here don't miss it, I'm telling you, man, you, you're missing out. I mean, I know most folks that don't be the one hearing about be the one talking about Man, they've been talking about it seven years. What done stop you from getting here now? I mean, come on now. <laughs> if, if you you miss it again, you just don't want to be there. I'm just gonna be honest, you know. But it's it's, it's definitely it's growing. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, and, and and notice he mentioned a lot of things. He did not mention violence. So y'all leave that BS at home and tell no. y'all friends to tell their friends leave that BS at home because no. when I when I was out there, I had a damn good time. Yeah, when nobody getting into it about nothing, you know. And, and, and Phil, you don't even come to horse shows, you know what I'm saying? But you had a good time. I do now. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So, you know, and man, that's what I'm I'm doing now, guys. Uh, with me seeing it's so many people coming now, uh, you know, it's going to be a different type of crowd everywhere you go. I mean, you may have a hundred good apples, but maybe one right one in there. Oh, uh, man. We're on joint. You all right, man? I'm good. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I, I have to beef my security up every year. Just reason being, you know, you're going to get a knucklehead everywhere. I'm going to be honest. But uh, I do things to to prepare for that, you know. Uh, like this year, I want them to hear it. Uh, I'm going to have metal detectors. I'm going to have barricades. I'm going to have, I mean, staging people parking. You leave, you leave and go back to your car. You come back. I'm checking your cooler. I'm checking your purse. I'm wanting you down. 
like, I, and I have to do that to keep it a safe thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it don't take but one year to mess up a good thing. And uh, yeah. I want to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not trying to be strict or anything on anybody, but, you know, I, I, you ain't going to mess up a good thing. I'm just going to be honest. You know, my grandma out there, my mama, people got, I mean, people having a good time. So we ain't going to let them mess that up. So. Yeah. You got, uh, you got Mickey Shaw back this year? Man, Shaw, Shaw said he going to ride me till I stop. He, he shout out man, to Mickey, man. Shout, and shout out to Shaw. Mickey Shaw gets up Saturday morning. Him and his crew would drive all the way from Birmingham, Alabama, to come and secure my show. This man would stay on the field with me to everybody leave, and he would make sure that I get wherever I'm going safely. You know what I'm saying? After every show. I'm talking about this, this 3 o'clock in the morning, they escort me out of there. Like, real talk. Like, this is one of the best security staff in, in probably the, the, the southern area. I'm just going to be real with you. They, they got known. Yeah. They, they all over. So, shout out to Mickey Shaw if anybody yeah. talking to him. Yeah. Mickey been doing it a long time. And he do it with class, man. You know, that he don't play. You know, hey, when Shaw coming in, Oh man, they got the they got the vests on, got the got the pump on the chest, you know what I'm saying? So we ain't with the ignorance stuff. He, he ain't gonna he ain't having it. No, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, and, and we ain't we ain't we ain't gonna go into detail about it, but um it's great that you're making those measures with your show. And I know yeah. it's because of another show where it was some violence that happened earlier in the year. Like, yeah, while, you, yeah. while you're making those measures, but to your point, you gotta do what you gotta do to keep us yep. safe and happy and, environment. And also I wanna speak on that with that with the place that is uh that the, the uh, particular situation took place at, uh, we done a lot of things to upgrade since then. Uh, man, we added uh, another entry and exit way. I mean, you know, uh, the way is no more one way in, one way out. Uh, we installed over eight to ten cameras. Uh, everybody would be filmed at all times, footage. I mean, we would have drones flying around all night watching. I mean, it's sad you have to do that, but we want to make sure everybody, you know, is safe. Uh, I mean, we have... Um, Sheriff office would be at the road, monitoring cars coming in and out. And, you know, like I said, I have 15, 20 men walking the field all night on the security staff. Um, not trying to scare anybody, but I'm a, if I put on anything, I'm going to make sure you're safe. You ain't got to worry about that. So, you know, I, I up got your back. You know, that's, that's, what, and that's when the other segment of the question you're going to ask me. Well, you know, with the ump, you know, I'm going to look out for you. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Am I sticking to the script? I mean, nah, we, man, you good, man. You we, good. Didn't, we didn't rehearse, but you know, I'm trying to stay with y'all. <laughs> e, where you at? So, I, I'm gonna just go ahead and skip. Yeah, yeah go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. How, how have you uh, been able to maneuver and continue to grow with each year that passes? Is it, is it the, you know, you just taking note of everything that occurred and, like you said, you start planning ten months out. Or, or you know, soon as the other show over that that allow you to capture how to be better for the next year. How do you continue to grow? Well, I'm gonna tell you what I do, Matt. Uh, in any great thing you're doing, and this me, I don't know how y'all take. It. I don't never walk away from that event and pat myself on the back at how good I did. I, I walk away and see why I messed up it. Uh, a right. lot of people on the outside may not see why I messed up it, but I know me it's being my event. I'm like, yeah, that ain't finna happen next year. Like, I'm finna, I'm, I'm handling it, or I can do better in this area. So I take my mistakes and capitalize off them. And so uh, a lot of my mistakes, you won't catch them, but I know they do because I try to, you know, I try to uh, keep everything pretty sharp. But uh, I think that will help my grow, my show grow because I don't never settle and just say, yeah, I got it going on. Like they done came out six, seven years, and you know we, we got this is it, this is it right here. Like, no, nah, you can't think like that. Yeah. You got to always prepare for the unexpected. 
you know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest, and that's what I do. I take I take each show and learn from it. Um, a lot of people come out there, and they see a good time. They just see this a nice thing. Uh, it's something good. You know, everybody going to support it. But, man, I go through a lot of stuff behind the scenes of just having a big, nice show. Uh, anybody know doing something nice and big and trying to keep it is a lot of problems going to come with it. And, uh, you know, I just try to attack the problem privately off the scenes and, you know, um, and I handle them, you know, amongst myself when nobody else is around. But, um, yeah, it's it, I definitely capitalize off my mistakes, and that's how I usually keep growing with it. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't get on here and ask for no feedback or this. You know, because everybody goes, oh, we had a good time, this and that. But, you know, you got, yeah. you, get, you, know, you got 10 over here that going to say, yeah, you know, this one on at the bathroom, so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Basically, capitalize off my errors. So, look, uh, speaking of uh, getting better every year, we are, mm-hmm. always uh, see you post after every show uh, about them feet, and you're trying to soak them feet. Whew. What? what, what? <laughs> now, now what, George, what, what, what measures are you taking this year to, 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 to prepare for I, I'm going to tell you what I learned. When I first started these shows, you know, man, you want to. You know, you hosting something, man. You want to be sharp, like you wanna, you wanna go get the baddest boot, you know, the the biggest belt buckle, the nicest shirt, put the baddest crease in your jeans. I finally found the solution to them feet. You know, the last three years I've been soaking them in ice. Uh, I think last year, I had, uh, year four last, I had two blowouts. When I said blowouts, I mean uh, both of the back of my socks had holes in them. Uh, the heels just busted out of the sock. Uh, year for that, I bought a brand new pair of ostrich, uh, ostrich skin boots. Man, the boots, uh, they just it's like they just collapsed on my feet, they were squeezing my feet so tight, like you know, with the dew and the, the water out there, kind of just made them squeeze and they got stuck on my feet. I literally had to have two people help me pull them off. The solution to these feet, the, to these dogs right now, what I'm the way I'm gonna handle it, I can't keep going. Putting these nice boots on. I'm gonna have to just go and go get me a nice little pair of co-op boots or something, just an old ran down pair. You know, somebody already about broke in, and, and and just uh put them on, and actually start letting my crew run the show. Like I got a big staff, man. I got I got a staff, man. They uh they got I mean, when I say they run it, like I can go sit in the truck, take a nap, and want nothing. They 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 done did it so many years where it just flows smoothly. And uh, I'm gonna start sitting down more. Like you know, you know, you try to when you having something, you try to monitor everything, make sure it's going good, be the supervisor with everything. But I gotta start trusting my crew a little more and just sit back and letting them, letting them kind of run it. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, cause boy, you, you were doing some walking last time. Yeah, man, and you know, uh, I think you just be so excited, man, and uh, you want everything to go smooth. And y'all yeah. know me, I'm a people person, man. I'll be glad to see y'all. Like you know, I, hey, what's going on, hey? You know, hey, I'm hugging everybody. Everybody want to take pictures, but I got to start sitting down, man. I'm just going to be honest. Like, if I don't, like, you know, these dogs, they get wiggle and wiggle. You know, every year, they take a blow. I'm just going to be honest. Hey, hey so, somebody said Deion Sandler left that school down there in Jackson. We're going to be Jack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I sure need it. I ain't going to hey, lie. Hey, hey can you, I can't wait to see him in some cowboy boots. You know, them dogs, they're going to be hurting. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, so I'm, I'm going to figure it out this year. I'm going to start sitting down. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, you gonna have to bring those ostriches out initially and go change like the, like the NBA player be doing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's what I do. I'm gonna have to fall out there with them and leave with something else on. Yeah. Hey, Mac, did you see that year I had them little on with the gold tip? I think I I've seen everything every year, not in person. I seen on Facebook though. But you know, I'm trying to pull up. Man, I can't hey. wait July. I'm trying to pull up October though. Hey, Gacko little didn't have nothing on that day. Nothing. Hey, I nothing. believe. 
Hey, mm. and then I, I didn't know how much boots cost, man. Like, Ooh. Uh, okay, you know, a pair of Jordan ain't nothing to a pair of boots. I'm just gonna be honest, you know. When, when you know, when I said, uh, with the annual show, it said playtime mode at the big league. I'm gonna be honest, if you got a pair of boots on, you're in the big league. I mean, yes, sir. a pair of real boots. I, I mean, you know, you talking about 300 or better for a pair of, pair of skins, yeah, not them soft taco. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, we ain't talking about the one fold up soon you step out of them. <laughs> no, we t- we t- we talking about the real boots. Yeah. So you know, I mean, you catch a you catch a man got boots on, about you know, two hundred dollar cowboy hat, pair of Wrangler, a nice car high shirt. Man, that man probably got thousand dollar outfit on right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, for y'all interested in the show, before we transition into the next segment, admissions ten dollars, right? Yeah, and I want to explain to that the reason being I had to go to 10. It was a little confusion, you know, like with some of the backlash. And, uh, he don't went up on his show, or uh, you know, uh, it's not five dollars no more, man. You know, in order for this thing to keep growing and for me to keep keeping everybody safe and running a certain way, like, it's no way that I could have kept it at five dollars. I mean, you know, with, with generator lights in the field, you know. I'm, I'm trying to keep any dog spot out of it as I can. I don't want no dog spot. I want to be able to see. I want you to be able to see your car if you up there by the ring. You know, I'm just being honest. Uh, in order for it to grow, you know, something got to change. You know, we we can't uh we can't get on prices and think things for to stay the same way. And sometimes it just come it come from who who is taking the price up. You know, Matt. Uh, you know, he do the cable I think and everything. And uh, you know. Direct TV can send a letter all day and say, "Hey, we're gonna go up fifteen more dollars on your on your cable." They gonna pay it. They gonna pay what? it. They ain't gonna think about because they want to catch sisters coming on. They want to catch their shows and and all that. Now Max sent an email out and said, "Hey, I'm gonna have ten more dollars. Uh, you know, next month. Oh, oh, he he, he doing too much. You know, he know him take all that. They do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. So, you know." That's the reason, man. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being money hung. I don't need no money, but you know, I see this show growing, and I, I got in order to keep it running right, I got to go up on it. Yeah, hey, you know, man, you can't even get no happy meal for five dollars no more. No, nah, and, and you know, honestly, and honestly, if you keep running a cheap event, cheap things gonna happen. Mm. So, you know, I don't want no cheap people out there. When I as not, as not as mean, say that one more time. If you keep, I'm gonna say it one more time. One more if time. you keep charging cheap prices, cheap things gonna happen. Wow. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. With you. Uh, because think about it. If I keep it at this price, then the people who really don't want to be there, they gonna be out there. I don't want them out there. Riff they, they, they there you go. Coach Five will say a riff route. Uh, <laughs> Mister, hey, Mister Brunt will say that. Uh, if I go up some, then the people who really want to be there, they're gonna be there. And you know, one thing about one thing about numbers, it ain't about no money. Because I'm gonna make the same amount of money with two thousand people as I would make with five thousand people for five dollars. Same Ooh. thing. I mean, so it's it definitely not about no money. It's all about keeping it a safe environment and, and growing the staff and everything, keep everything going like. Yeah. So yeah. Matt, Matt kind of touched on this uh, a little while ago. So not only do you have a show going on in July, yeah. but you decided to double up and do two shows this year. Talk to yeah. us about talk to us about, about that and Mr. Welcome to the Country. Man, let me tell y'all about that. Uh, that show there was kind of like uh God's planning. Uh, I don't, I don't get on Facebook and then talk about God a lot and this and that because um, I use Facebook 
for just, you know, my place to have fun and advertise and, you know, just have a good time. Uh, a lot of people don't get to make it to my first show. I'm going to be honest. With it being a holiday weekend, uh, they usually, some out of town, some people just don't like the outdoors. Uh, I'm going to be honest. You know, some people just can't get too hot, you know, bugs and this and that. Um, so I didn't, uh, I never expect to have a second show, but people have always asked me because they have such a good time at the first one. But, you know, I'm one of those type of guys where I don't want to burn something out. So, you know, I like to just do it once a year, talk about it one time. After my show, I'm going to talk about it no more. I don't bring it back up next year. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, but actual Jab, he's the president of the MSHA. Um, and me and Jab, man, I've been around Jab since I was a little boy. I mean, you know, he's like a, he was like a big brother. You know, he used to pull my ear, thump me in the back of my head, all that, you know, and I holler out, leave me alone crying. Uh, he called me one night and, um, he was like, you know, we're going to have a meeting or whatever tomorrow and whatever at the um, banquet. He was like, I got someone to holler you about. I was like, okay. So when we got to the meeting, uh, we didn't know. We we do our schedule at the meeting. And, um, you know, usually his brother used to do the last show, which we call the show of the champion, Chase Sanders. Uh, we used to do it at the end of the year. Uh, Chase, real good guy, man. You know, but Chase, he's kind of in the coaching in the community. He's doing a lot of good things, you know, AAU and all that. And he really just don't have the time right now, you know, to just be involved with the horses. That don't mean that he walked away from it. But uh, the show of champion usually was the one that he hosted. Uh, and uh, he – we, he, he just put me on the spot. He was like, hey, y'all, this year's show of champions is going to be uh, Demacio Martin. I'm like, huh? Hey, I got a show of champions. <laughs> now, you know, when I when, I, when he said it, you know, he, it was a challenge, honestly, because uh, that's the last show of the year, guys. I don't know if y'all know what that means, but that's kind of like our Super Bowl. Um, our playoffs is over. Season over after that. Uh, our season goes from April to October. And uh, when he gave it to me, I instantly went to thinking about the previous years of the show of champion we had. Well, you know, at the end of October, we used the uh, maybe cold. It's cold, the water bad, maybe raining. Uh, you know, we still have some fans out there, but you know, the kind of fans be done died down in the winter. You know, they kind of they ain't really supporting you no more like they was. So it was a challenge for me to see like what can I do to bring the people out at the end of the year, just as well as the middle of the beginning. Because with my seven annual show, the first thing people were used to holler out, he only getting that, that crowd because it's the 4th of July weekend. Or this or that. Well, one time, didn't nobody even want that weekend. Nobody had. I mean, people yeah. were celebrating with their families on that weekend. Wasn't nobody thinking about no horse show. I took it, took a chance with it, ran with it. And I've had that, that, that weekend now for years. But uh, back to the October show, uh, I, I thought about the challenge that it was going to be um, to, to give a winner show. And I was like, what better way? You know, trying to take these people on the indoors uh, arena. The professionals uh, usually come down to the Tunica Indoor Arena once a year. A lot of people in our group, they want to go show with them. Uh, some are less fortunate to go show with them. Some can't afford it. Uh, some of them just don't want to pay because of uh, the, the stipulation things that they have to go to to get in. Um, I was like, let me find a way to put them on a bigger platform to where uh, they can – they can go in the indoor. Like it can be like a Super Bowl. Like, you know, it can be a real championship thing. Uh, man, I called Tunica down there, went met with them, uh, booked the building, and they was like, okay, uh, hey, it's yours. Go with it. You know, you got this date here. I like this. Okay. Call Chad. Hey, Chad, you know, uh October 21st. Can you? And he like, hey, I'm ready. Let's do it. So, guys, you know what? 
another thing that's behind the scene with great things, uh, it's going to be some backlash come behind. Uh, I don't know why he want to go down here to, you know, the indoor and, you know, and uh, I don't think people going to show up down there like they do for him and so on. So I'm like, uh. so with me, you know, I'm like, you know, hey, you, you, you throw a little gas on me, you're gonna make my fire and get in the building. It's just me, you know. I, I love, I love criticism. Don't then amp me up more than just some good criticism. I mean, you know, it just it gives me it, it gives me high. I'm just gonna be honest, you know. To hear you talking like that, it, it's gonna make me do something to make you talk even more. So uh, my whole thing was I had to kind of find a person who would fit the horse show thing. Um, who's kind of hot right now with the in the country, you know, like slash country trail riding blues music. And that's when I, I discovered Mr. Arthur Young. He's one of those type of guys that kind of, uh, he's kind of in what we're doing. So, uh, you know, I was like, well, if you don't want to come see me, I'm going to bring somebody down here that's going to kind of make you come see me. And, you know, mm-hmm. whether you want to be there or not, Mr. Arthur ain't been around here none this year. You know, I'm just going to be honest. You're going to come see him. You know, you're going to come see Uncle and Arthur, actually. <laughs> but, you know, now, uh, I went and got him, uh, booked him and everything, and I kept it at an affordable price uh, for people to still enjoy a show and see him. Uh, you know, uh, actually, he, most of his prices for his shows and stuff are like 35 and up, 40 you know, but I try to keep it where I want people to come and, you know, enjoy a horse show. And once again, that's, a, that's a, another thing that I went with on the October show. I know you're going to get kind of bored with sitting there watching horses and sitting in a stadium for like six hours or five hours straight. So I thought about, like, I need some halftime entertainment. And, you know, I know everybody wants to see y'all out there dancing in a horse suit or whatever, you know, something like that. But, you know, I can't entertain y'all that day there. So I was like, nah. So that's why I went and got him. And, you know, we're going to try to – hey, it's my first time trying it now. And, you know, I'm hoping, praying, which I know he's going he gonna to do his thing, that it will turn out to be a successful show. You know what I'm saying? And I really do believe a lot of people going to come back and support me, you know, just as well at the July show. So I think it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. I tell you what, when y'all come, bring y'all funk at 40. It's going to be 20 to get in and, and, 20, and 20 for the concessions. So, <laughs> if you don't bring that funk at 40, you're going to be either hungry or standing outside. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Got to have a funk at 40. You know what 20 plus 20 is, huh? <laughs> hey. So they go, they gonna come. What time that show start? Put it back up there. They get five. What, what time that show start? Five. Oh, they gonna spend the night at the boat that night. Yeah, well, see, you know, uh, <laughs> let, me, let my people know. I got hey, they can they can move their horses in Friday. You know, Uncle gonna open the stalls up Friday. Man, we camping out, RV hook up. We going to we gonna sleep at the boat. You know, we we gonna make it a whole weekend thing. You know, so I that's definitely that's the definite vibe that I want. You know, from it. It's, it's, it's like I said, it's something different. So I ain't never did in no show. So if y'all see something a little regular, you know, hey, oh man, y'all straighten up, up telling me, you know, I try anything one. So, so translation, don't y'all go to the boat and lose y'all funky forty. Okay, we'll get y'all forty. Y'all gonna leave that forty on Saturday. Right you lose, you lose that forty for you come see on Saturday night. You just gonna be on the other side of the to it on my side. I well, had to see on, on Facebook, ain't it? <laughs> you ain't getting it enough. See it on Facebook Live. Be at Rosa Ford trying to use their Wi Fi. But yeah, man, uh, I, I think that pretty much uh, wraps up all the questions we had. Uh, okay. But uh, you were going to tell us uh, where, where this unk thing came from. See, hey, I, I, I knew y'all were going to do that. I knew it. 
I, I want to go on and explain this before I get out of here. Because I know y'all, it's almost 10 o'clock, so I know y'all finna make ready to put them kids in the bed and all that. But, uh, you know, man, Unc, I hear a lot of people try to call themselves Unc. I'm just going to be honest. But in, in order to be an Unc, you got to live like an Unc. I'm just going to be honest. You can't call yourself something and you ain't living it. Uh, where I get Unc from is um, I finally found my way out in life at a younger age to kind of, you know, I know what I want to be and I know what I'm called to be and what I'm here to do. Uh, I just get unk from being like, you know, it was once upon a time I looked up to people. Uh, and that's when I had a nickname back then by the name of, of Weenie, which my mom gave me. Uh, you know, that name just come from, she said I was a little long red, looked like a long red Weenie. I was long and red and, and, and that's the name she gave me. And y'all know, you know, when you get a certain age, yeah, it's time to grow out of, you know, that. it's time to grow out of Weenie. I can't be no 30, 32 walking around here talking about my name, Weenie, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I came from up, man, when I just started seeing the support I was getting around here and the, all the kids looking up to me. You know, I would have never thought that a child would look up to me. You know, at, at one point, I was looking up to somebody. And, you know, I'm always taking people's kids in. Man, I, man, I got I got kids of my own. I got a numbers of God kids. I mean, I'm, I'm taking care of them. I'm taking care of my own. I'm taking care of other people in the community. I mean, uh, I'm just, I feel like I want to be everybody on. You know what I'm saying? If, 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 if I got it, and I know you need it, and you really need it, like, don't get on her line like somebody you need it, and you know what I'm saying? You know you don't, but, you know, I, I just try to look out for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it, it's, I mean, you know, everybody got their favorite uncle, you know, and, I, and a lot of people, I, I, I be out. You know, I be out, and, I mean, sometimes I may be at a store or a restaurant. Somebody holler, oh! You know, like, you gonna act like you know You know, you don't want nobody to know you don't know it. You know, you can't. <laughs> I mean, why with it? Hey, you know, I'm a holler back out or whatever, you know, but, and, and that's another thing. You'll be surprised who know you. So you got to walk light, you know what I'm saying, when you start being a, a a role model in the community and people looking up to you. Like, you know, you can't just, you can't do winning things and, and they call you up. You got to carry yourself like a up. So, you know, it's it definitely, uh, that's a cool little thing I came up with. But like I said, you know, I try to. Try to be that big uncle to everybody. That's all it is. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't too much in there. You know, just, a, you know, just a little thing I came up with. And I think everybody liked it. Everybody called me up now. Every time I turn around, they tell my uncle. They pretty cool. Hey, hey, hey look, we, we, I'm going to let you get away with it. But um, what? what about cold water, man? I, I know I know. we talked about basketball stuff earlier. Yeah. You're doing a great thing with the horse shows. Yeah. What, what you think about? The school situation closing and is there any opportunity to bring stuff back from the youth like maybe a horse show or something in Tacoa outside of going to walk school damn Eric damn, I ain't gonna let that school shit that hey hey, hey, hey. hey. it wouldn't be right hey, when he asked him he, he went he went hey I ain't gonna no. lie man when I when I when I heard the school was closing everything and uh my ultimate hurt me I mean, you know, just we a piece of history. All of us on this thing, you know, we 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 was once there, we were once there at one point in time, and uh, I mean, you know, it was it was it was it was everything, you know. We we had some good time though, but you know, man, I'm not naive to reality and what things are now. I have some good friends who are actually inside the school now, and uh, they around, you know, way the way it was running and things and this and that, you know. A lot of us left cold water, you know, and stuff at a uh, at a certain age to where uh, I feel like it was a lot of the, the 
the role model people stayed in town, you know, we could have kind of kept things up and this and that. But be honest, like it's not it, it was it's not the same cold water that it once was. You know, when we was in school. So mm-hmm. I hate to see something go down like that because when something go down like that, that's something that we actually built up years ago. And it's just one of them things where before I see it just get drove in the mud, I'd rather you just end it on a good note. Like, you know, I'm just, I mean, as much as it hurts me to say that, like, you know, I, I love the school. I mean, I, I had a good time, though, but I just hate, I hate to see the way it was going, you know what I'm saying, with, with you know, the, the staffing and the kids and stuff and all that. Like, them kids will never see what cold water really was. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'll never, they'll never know. Like, you know, back then, Jordan was in band and, you know, and, Mac was hooping, you know, you were doing your thing, and, you know, like they don't, you don't even get the excitement out of those things no more, like you went, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of people pulled, they pulled the life out of it. You know, once you went to splitting keys up and stuff and all that, you know, it was like we were bound to fail anyway. They, they, they wanted us to, you know, they wanted us to go down. Well, we'll mean, see, one, one thing I like to do, I like to bring different perspectives. Yeah. And, and I know Unc don't just agree with folks, just agree with folks. No. So, so, so and, that's, and that's Unc, the other side of it. And I'm just messing with you, bro. You ain't you, got you, hey, I'm gonna ask my question. You know, you ain't yeah. worried about this. And, and I'm, I'm talking about it. <laughs> I ain't scared to send that on here. That, uh, I can't, I can't answer too. But yeah. you know, y'all, we, we just gotta be honest. It, it was, it's not the same that what it was when we were there. So you know, just I'm glad that those kids who were there, they're gonna be going to other schools and uh, they gonna they gonna be in good hands. You know, I think. But I just, you know, I hate to see it though. I mean, don't y'all do y'all realize with uh. With school closing, that we don't we, we don't have we ain't got no more homecoming games and none of that no more. Like it don't only affect the kids, it affect the alumni. Like you know, mm-hmm. how I'm gonna see my classmates and stuff now. You know what I'm saying? And in the other class, like it, it, it affects all of us. I, I hate it. You know what I'm saying? But us as a community and alumni, we just gotta find ways to you know to stay together. You know we can't we can't act like we ain't come from cold water school. You know what I'm saying? We we still alumni. Just school ain't there no more with. Hey. I'm, I'm hey, gonna talk to Jay. I'm getting bring you get you to bring the next horse show to Cold War. We, we got I mean, the, we can pull we can pull it off now. I don't know. We we, we got we, the best minds around, man. We're gonna figure out a way. Hey, we can pull it off. We may uh we may and let you come up. We may let you go come up and on the horse and uh like you said you did when you were little. Hey, hey, look, you got a shelling pony. No, I ain't got no shelling pony. I'm too tall for yeah. it. Hey, I, I, I'm like I'm like cool now. I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't know no better back then, but I'm scared, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I ain't got no shell phone. I won my first shell phone. I was like eight years old at the Germantown Horse Show, and I tied him to a light pole. I ain't had nowhere to put him, and uh, I treat him like a dog. I never will forget that. <laughs> well, I tied him to a pole. He was on a chain. Yeah, he was on a chain. Feeding the joke, hamburger help and everything. Right. You know whatever you, you know back then whatever came out of the house you gave it to him. Yes, sir. Yeah. Look, man, uh, Mac already mentioned it that uh, he's planning on being here for the show in October. And I hey, think, and I think that. Eric probably talked to you about it. So, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk offline how uh, we can be a part. Let me tell y'all something uh, of that show. If Mac, if Mac plan on being that song, you gotta be important. Cause Mac ain't coming home with too many folks. Man. I'm y'all <laughs> <laughs> that dude, he ain't come home for two minutes. So. I'm just letting you know. Hey, that means a lot to me. And Mac come out coming to the house. <laughs> <laughs> y'all guys still here, so I know y'all gonna rock with him anyway. But you yeah, know, that means a lot to me. And Mac come out coming in. So uh, yeah, man, I'm trying yeah. to pull up, man. We gonna, we gonna try to see, we, man. How, we how gonna we, see can we get Mac in some boots? 
Come on, man. I get, what you mean, man? I got boots, man. No, I'm talking about I want you some, some snake skin or something from Gator, man. You know, what you think I got? Come on, man. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm posting the picture from 95 tonight with my snake skin is on. Let <laughs> <Hey>. go. <laughs> But yeah, man, we're gonna try to uh, link up and see if it's something you know we can help you out with. You know, interviewing some yeah. people or you Appreciate know whatever, it, whatever the case may be, man. As long as we got some good Wi-Fi, I think we make something happen. And we may have a little Wi-Fi tunnel, but I did Holly's brain. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The, the show in October. You even had none of that in July. So you might gonna leave your phone in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man. We appreciate you coming on, man. Really just want to tell you how much love and respect we got for you, how much we appreciate, uh, you know, you putting on for the city, everything you're doing for the community, the kids, uh, the love you show everybody else. And then why are you doing all that? You keep us entertained, you know what I'm saying, with a TikTok or, or a Facebook post here now and then to keep the morale up. So, man, we just want to, you know, make sure we show you the love that, that you always give out to other people and make sure you, you know that, you know, we appreciate it and see what you're doing. Appreciate it, guy. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, this ain't gonna be no one time thing. I can come back next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, we might have to bring you in September before the October show too, man. Just to well, reiterate, you well, know, yeah, even, even if it's for your commercial, you know. Yeah. Well, e, I'm a, e, I see you at Home Depot again or something. We'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we can go. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we done picked up somebody from Cold War and paid them $20. Hey, hey, you know when that picked that chicken house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Winnie, I had to put it up, man. I had to keep the dog on the inside, man. I had to keep the dog on the inside. It's all good. I'm proud to you, brother. <laughs> all right, man. We appreciate you, man. All right, guys. I done ran out of water anyway. I got guys here. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you July the 1st, man. All right, brother. All right. All right, All right man. We just wanted a fair shot, but they was out you playing foul. Hey, what you owe me? No, I owe yous. We don't play with vows. Married to the hustle, you know I couldn't wait to say them vows. Heated flows when I spit, but I ain't never lay no towel. Imaginary beef that don't exist, cause we fillet them cows. Came from the dirt, but still mashed like a potato plow. Felt like I done seen it all. No, it could've went worse. Always kept my cool, but brought the heater for that vent work. Family tried to cross me, I played defense, so that didn't work. I ain't about to cap you down in front as if that didn't hurt. I'm the one that called when it didn't work. I'm the one that went first. No excuse, I need my cash now like JG went. Work. On the road like Kent.